We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey, welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show on this Friday, September 7th. Yes, that's right. This is uh, not Dave Ellswick. He's off on a superhero mission, punching Nazis in the jaw. Uh, he'll be back with you. Zach, is he back Monday? Yeah, Zach's nodding yes. Russ and, and Dave have been uh, in Washington this week covering all the all the fun stuff going on there. So, just Dave, I thought Russ was there with him. All right, there, get me to lie in then. All right, well, Russ is not there. He's there with him in spirit, I guess. Right, right, Zach. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Dave's been covering all the the fun, and he just happened to be there during the while those confirmation hearings are going on, which which he said was a big which was a big debacle, uh, or just a zoo or whatever. But I'll let I won't steal his thunder. I'll let you. I'll let him fill you in. Uh, when when he gets back but yeah this is shane stacks i i always uh uh am honored and enjoy uh being asked to guest host the dave ellswick show um and uh we're just gonna have fun today well no actually let me back up later in the in the show from 4 30 to 6 we'll have fun you know do new pop culture geek whatever but up until then uh you know we've got a really really good show today a very important show in my opinion we're going to have four different uh political candidates uh sharing why they're running what they're running for uh why they want you to support them uh we're going to have uh two city council uh candidates from the central arkansas area one from Amel, one from north little rock uh we're going to have a justice of the peace candidate from north little rock and then uh warwick saban uh will be on uh, i think from 4 to 4:30 4 uh, talking about the mayoral race. He's a mayoral candidate. But the two uh, city council candidates we're going to have on is one, uh, Michael Tierney, uh, who is, who's, and this is for Mom L. He's actually in the off or the studio, not the office right now. Uh, and it's, what's up, Mike? Hey, great to be here. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you. So probably from about 2.15 to about 2.45 or whatever, maybe 2.30 to 3, somewhere around in there, we'll talk about his candidacy but other but he's he's here for the full hour uh and and so we'll we'll probably just chat about some stuff too but uh uh but michael uh you know keep stay tuned keep your ears on the on the station because uh he'll be talking uh before too long about you know why why is he running for office and what does he feel can be done better um on the on the city council in, in maumel jane ginn will be joining us from three to three thirty uh, and she's a North Little Rock City Council candidate. Uh, she'll be in um, again from three to three thirty. In the uh, and then three thirty to four, we're going to have Bill Carson, who's running for Pulaski County uh, JP uh, Justice of the Peace in North Little Rock. And it just so happens uh, now I, I don't I'm you know I don't know Bill. I haven't met Bill before, but he's running for the same seat that I used to occupy. Uh, the, the reason I even he, he came by and left literature on my door and uh, I reached out and said, would you like to come on and, and talk about your candidacy and everything? So that'll be interesting. And then, of course, Warwick Sabin from uh, from four to four thirty 
uh, we'll be talking about the mayoral race. And, and Dave has Dave sent me a specific question he wants me to ask Warwick. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it, it's 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 a typical hard hitting Dave question. So. Michael, how are you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Ben, yeah, you're more than welcome. Uh, Zach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Man, mm-hmm. we love some Zach. So you're just you're filling in for Russ today? I am. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you and I, you know, we, we're the team on Saturdays from yep. 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just, this is not why Michael is here. He's here for his political candidacy. I gotcha. Uh, but Michael's business... Just happened. Just so happens to be a sponsor of my Shane Play show. Right. So full mm-hmm. disclosure, Michael and I have known each other uh, for quite some time. Way before you were a judge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, anyway, I wanted to uh, start off the show uh, before before the first break, and I just want to give sort of a weather update here. Uh, my phone started buzzing before uh the show with some weather alerts and and just looking right here in little rock i'm on weather.gov um so does zach i forget does uh does 101.1 have an official weather partner like one of the local news stations or anything like that because i could go to their station and and get the weather info but i I chose weather.gov not to accidentally you know uh uh go with somebody that you know isn't a partner or something like that but anyway Enough lifting the veil of how the uh, glamorous radio business works. And uh, so right now, the current conditions at Adams Field, Little Rock. Uh, Michael, you know this. You've been around. What's Adams Field, for those that don't know? Uh, the air, airport. We, Rock, we called yeah. it that yeah. forever. You know, yeah. and then how, I can't remember when they named it to the whatever. I but, don't know anybody who actually uses the new name. Yeah, Adams Field. So, uh it, right now, it's showing that it's thunderstorm and rain and 75 degrees. Uh, the humidity is high. Humidity is 100%. Humidity is 100% right now. But the reason I want to point this out, there's a um, there's a flash flood warning in effect for the Little Rock area uh, until 4 o'clock today. There's a hazardous weather outlook, uh, and there's a flash flood watch till 7 a.m. tomorrow. So I just want to make people aware of that. Um, you know, if I see any if I see any other uh, news updates, I'll I'll throw that out there. And of course, this is the Little Rock Central Arkansas metro area. the The overall Arkansas area. I'll take a look real quick. Um, at it, it, a huge, almost the entire eastern part of the state uh, is under a flash flood watch, and then uh, there's a strip from. East of Hot Springs, all the way up, uh, kind of goes northeast, up a little past Little Rock, uh, probably up in the Conway area or the Cabot area. It looks like all under a flash flood warning right now. So, folks, just be aware of that. The other thing I wanted to share, if you're not aware, I pushed this out all over social media yesterday as soon as I saw it. Uh, and this is, you know, the weather we're getting is, of course, Gordon is visiting um, the tropical tropical storm Gordon, right? Uh, and so we're getting a lot of the remnants of Gordon. Uh, and and there's an update from Central Arkansas Water that I want people to make sure to know about. Uh, it says, and this is from Central, straight from Central Arkansas Water. And if you live in Central Arkansas, there's a pretty good chance you get your water from 
Now, Maumel has its own water. Yeah, we it? convert it over. Yeah, Maumel has its own everything, right? Like its own. No, actually, we're connected to the same water as North Little Rock now. Okay. And actually, North Little Rock sewer, too. That just happened to, like in February of this year. Okay. All right. Well, I knew that, like, utilities wise, and there's, like, Maumel's kind of a planned community thing. Yeah, right? planned urban development. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, something that Jess Odom came up with uh, back in, like, in the late 60s, early right. 70s, and developed. I mean, it was a great idea. Uh, you know, we have underground. Uh, you, know, you don't see any uh, cables or you know wires right. or telephone poles all up down the city. Which is smart buried. in an yeah. area that gets a lot of ice and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, I live in a little bit of older part of Maumelle where yeah. they didn't really know what they were doing when they were bur- burying right. those cables. And we used to always joke that if a butterfly flaps its wings in Brazil, the power goes the out. The power Maumelle. goes yeah. out. All right. <laughs> they are getting better at it. The though. chaos theory is that Maumelle is a chaos theory experiment. So anyway, uh, Central Arkansas Water, Water put out a, uh, a notice yesterday uh that said what is today no two days ago and it says storm may cause lake to mix resulting in discolored water it's still safe to drink this is according to central arkansas water so uh, i guess that uh, uh there because of the weather because of the gordon uh some sediment will be stirred up in the in the lake that uh or or lake Maumel. Well, they, have, uh, they have runoff since it's right. an open lake there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, if you see this color, according to Central Arkansas Water, if you see uh, if you see discoloration in the water, it's important to know that it's still safe to use and drink. Uh, Central Arkansas Water continually monitors water quality and stays in compliance with federal and state health regulations. So there you go. Just wanted to get that out there. Uh, now you know. Uh, of course, like, can you wash your clothes? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to go into all that. I don't. I'm not going to go in. All I'm saying is, is according to Central Arkansas Water, uh, we have not. And I, I'm saying this half jokingly, half serious. We've not suddenly turned into Flint, Michigan. Oh, okay, good. so we're yeah. good. We're good, folks. All right. Again, uh, we're gonna today. Will be uh, several, several Central Arkansas uh, political candidates uh, campaign season is is rushing upon us and you know one of the most important things you can do is be engaged and be aware of who's running because that's it's it's one of the only says we get you know uh and there's a lot of places in the world that that don't get this say that don't get this ability to participate in the process so very important to know who's running and why they're running and whether you want to support them or not. So make sure to be listening today because we're going to be talking with several. And then again, uh, later from 430 to 6, we'll just be more fun. Let's, you know, it's the end of the week. Let's have some fun kind of pop culture, geeky kind of stuff. Um, but until then, uh, like I said, mainly it's going to be a candidate tsunami. We have a can, we have a candidate flood warning. Uh, lots of lots of candidates going to be talking with us today when we come back after the break uh i'm going to uh talk some more with michael uh and we'll probably start talking a little bit about his candidacy for um for city council ready to ride that political wave yeah ready to ride that wave uh when we come back on the dave ellswick show 101.1 fm the answer hey welcome back to the dave ellswick show i'm shane stack setting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick, he'll be back with you Monday, I do believe. He's in Washington. As I was saying before the break, uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, candidates for office are going to be on the show today. Four, four candidates, four, count them, four 
uh, Central Arkansas candidates, and it's as I was saying before the break, it is very important to be involved in the process, to know who's running, who could, who can you vote for to represent you. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to be in uh, office. I, I've done a couple of campaigns. I've knocked on a lot of doors and talked to a lot of people. And I can tell you the only people I, I didn't, I never had any respect for were those that said, I don't vote. Now, if, if they, if they disagreed with my ideology and were going to vote for my opponent, I, I respect that. You know, uh, if they, if they wanted to really get into a heated debate over stuff, I could respect that to a certain level. Uh, but this whole, I don't like how it works, so I'm going to take my toys and go home. They've got no reason to I got, complain. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's it. You've lost your, you've lost your, uh, your license to complain. And now people are like, well, our system is this, and our system is that, and it's not fair. And how come this party isn't get blah? It, okay, yeah, nothing's perfect, but I guarantee you. Compared, you go look anywhere else, and in a in a flawed, fallen world, this is the best it gets. As far as is representative representation. Oh yeah! Once you travel outside the U.S. anywhere, yeah. uh, you'll come back with a greater appreciation. A of greater what we appreciation have here of of our liberties and, and our ability to be involved in the process. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a scuba diver. I visit a lot of those islands and yeah. countries down around the Caribbean, yeah. uh, close to South America, like that. And uh, you know, they're beautiful places, but sometimes yeah. they're ghettos in paradise. And uh, yep. you know, you well, you know, yeah. As you, soon you, as you, you leave the yeah. resort area, oh yeah, you get oh, a yeah. block or two off the main road, you may never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you and. You know, it's it's. I mean, I was just trying to trying to remember somebody I was talking to the other day, uh, and their uh, their niece, who's like less than a year old, uh, I guess has joint citizenship. His brother's American, the wife is not, and I think this was the Philippines actually. And the Philippines is not that. You know, I mean, we've had relationships with Philippines for a long time. They intercepted the niece and wouldn't let her leave the country because she hadn't had some kind of background check to prove that she wasn't like a terrorist or a criminal. She's less than a year old. I mean, oh, you know, wow. it's like you think they'd go, well, if somebody's like less than five years old. So the TSA or, operates in the Philippines, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, this was the not the TSA, actually. But <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going. No, this actually was not the Americans doing. Uh, and, and the only way to get it sorted out quickly... So they could go ahead and go on their trip, and they already got delayed a day or two. Was th- through bribes. They don't call it bribes. Wow. But I mean, you people understand, you know. So, you know, I feel people's pain to a certain extent, extent when they complain about our system because our system is made up of people, and people are flawed, and people can be greedy and cor- so. Yes, there's flaws and corruption in our system, but I, I still firmly believe in it, and and so if you know. Yeah, if you disagree with it, but still, you know, you're like you put your big boy and your big girl pants on. Say it's the best we got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least participate. Just get in the boat, grab yeah, the horn, start yeah, rolling. get it. You know, I got respect for you, but you know, even if I just vehemently disagree with your politics, you know, uh, I still respect you. But yeah, if you fold your arms and say, "Well, it doesn't work the way I want it to work," so I'm just not gonna play. I got no respect for you whatsoever. And and like and like Michael said, uh, you've lost your right to complain. Yeah, that's that's really if you think about it, you're you're 
you're you're you're paying your uh, complaining tax. I mean, sometimes you time, might right? not have a good choice. Just make the best choice. Best you can. hold you got to hold your nose and vote. Yeah, that's what a big boy does. That's what a big girl does. I we put on our my fingers a couple times at the voting booth. Yeah, I've had to, but you 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 play the cards you're dealt. You don't you don't throw the cards across the room and say, "Well, I'm not going to play because I don't like those cards." But don't pick randomly either, though. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. No, <laughs> don't do I, that. I, I, I do not advocate um, voting strictly party line, uh, and I don't advocate just uh, randomly. Well, I like the, how their last name sounds. Yeah, boom. No, That's yeah. probably just as bad because you may be voting for somebody who government terrible. shouldn't be a lottery ticket. Yeah, right. So. I think it's better, uh, and I and I've I used to just always you know I'd go party line or I'd uh, just well I'll just pick somebody. I think it's better don't vote if you don't understand the race or if you haven't researched it. And those issues that come up on the ballot, uh, you know, like a proposed tax or this or that or the other, the way they write those titles can can make them be the exact opposite of what they sound like you had best do your research you really before you go to research the before you go you know i mean i'm glad that yeah that you got your rear off the couch and went to the voting booth i'm glad but don't vote uninformed i mean right. shallow emotional and or uninformed political opinions right now are killing us they're killing us because people are just running on 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 extremely shallow reasoning so totally um how much time we got left there zach two and a half minutes okay so um i'm gonna uh, remind everybody uh that michael and we we were we're gonna we're gonna swan dive into this after the break uh michael you're running uh for you are officially on the ballot now yes i am for uh, city council uh, mall mail ward three position two ward three position two right uh and you're uh you had to do like a you had to walk around and get enough signatures oh, yeah. to be I, able to get on i had there. to get a petition i got way more signatures than i needed that's great uh but uh, it was a great opportunity to go around visit all the different communities i tried to hopscotch all the different areas there i found out real fast though it's kind of a, a little bit of a psychology experiment because if out of if two or three doors in one neighborhood don't answer nobody answers the first two or three you best just go to nobody's one other area. gonna answer but if you get one person to open the door then other people want to start opening doors like, who are you what's going on that's interesting so yeah i learned yeah. real fast so uh, which areas uh you know we're more willing to talk oh about. that's interesting yeah you 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 learn you know one of the cool things that I enjoyed being in politics, and you know Sheila got out, Sheila and I got out and knocked a lot of doors. You meet some cool people. Oh yeah. I mean i i I knocked. I don't even know how many doors over two campaigns. I can only think of maybe one or two negative or even mildly unpleasant experiences. Most people are, you know, even if they're in a hurry, mm-hmm. they're still kind of glad you came by. Oh, yeah. You know? and it, it was yeah. amazing that everybody uh, signed on a petition except for a couple people. Uh, there were a couple of women I could tell were a little nervous. So who's this strange man? Yeah, who's door? this guy? I was like, just yeah. here, here's, here's a flyer. Thank you. That Have happens. Nice you know, move along as fast as I could. Don't want to make them any more nervous than they already are. Yeah, you and, get, uh, you get yeah. to where you don't want to knock after dark and right. you want to knock and then step way back from the door. Oh, yeah. So that, you know, people see right off the bat that you're you're not trying to, you know, be aggressive or anything yeah, I, like I got that. one house. They said, well, the next door neighbor just had a new baby. I said, okay, I'm going to skip that. One. right it's already too late all right well we gotta i gotta get us to a break uh and like i said when we come back uh we will we will do a deep dive with michael tierney on why he's running for city council thanks for having uh, me yeah you're welcome and and, and mom l and folks uh, you can call in with your questions at 
501-823-0965. That's 501-823-0965. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm your guest host, Shane Stack, sitting in for Dave. My guest at the moment, and this is the first in a veritable uh, flood of, of uh, political candidates that we're going to have on the show today, from now until 4.30, uh, is, is we're going to have four different Central Arkansas uh, political candidates, two city council candidates, uh, one uh, Justice of the Peace candidate, and then uh, a mayoral candidate. So uh, make sure to stay tuned. And then from 4.30 to 6, we'll just loosen up a little bit. It's Friday. We'll relax and do pop culture, geeky, fun stuff. So uh, joining me in the uh, studio is Michael Tierney. He is a candidate. He's officially on the ballot for Maumel City Council. Was it Ward 3? Ward 3, position 2. Position 2. So, uh, and, and Michael, uh, just full disclosure, uh, you know, Michael and I have known each other uh, for, you know, years. A couple decades. Uh, yeah, I've been a customer and just gotten to know him uh, over the years through his small business. And and also full disclosure, uh, Michael is a uh, a sponsor of my show on Saturday. Shane plays, but that has nothing to do. He's here today to talk as a candidate. Uh, you know, Dave is very open to having candidates on, so you can always reach out to him, and and uh, he'll probably, if you're a candidate, he'd more than likely have you on too. So, having said all that, uh, Michael, this is where we go from friendly chit chat to I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to talk to you as if I don't know you. All right. Uh, for the benefit of those that are listening, uh, so uh, which tell us a little bit about yourself and why are you running for city council? Well, my name is Michael Tierney. I'm a resident of Maumelle for 24 years now. I've been a North Little Rock businessman for 37 years, a Little Rock businessman for 30 years. Uh, I've done volunteer work uh, for both the city of Little Rock, uh, North Little Rock. I've been very active uh, at city council meetings in Maumelle. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of good people who are in office, but uh, I, I feel like I can bring a little bit wider scope of knowledge and experience, uh, maybe uh, some uh, an extra resume that some of the skills that those people do not have. And, uh, you know, you'll see people up there sometimes they just struggle with decisions. They're, they're afraid to make the wrong one. Uh, you know, and you can't be afraid. It's like you if you've ever been in business, one, you've got to, you know, run uh, uh our, our cities are just not run like businesses and uh you've got to take chances sometimes you may not get it right if you make a mistake then you correct it you admit it you don't try to cover it up or blame it on somebody else right and um you know i think sometimes we're almost uh uh run by paralysis by perfection nobody wants to get anything wrong and uh, i was know, actually thinking paralysis by analysis there you go. Right? that, that yeah. too yeah i was you at know. one uh, council meeting just this week and uh you know they just uh they were putting. They were going to waste a lot of uh, public money by not wanting to make a decision because they're waiting for another report that's been in development for two and a half years, and it's still going to be in development. And then there mm-hmm. are multiple meetings after that, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it's just uh, sometimes you just got to step up and say let's let's do something. Right. Okay. So, and uh, what was the ever? I think every unless and I've ran into people in politics like this that they said running for office was on their bucket list. Now, I got to tell you, folks, if you share that with me, I don't have a lot of respect for that because that means you're doing it just as a goof. Let me see if I can run for office. Uh, if that's why you run for office, okay, fine. But the whole bucket list thing, I mean, I, t- I, take, I take the system a little bit more seriously than that. It's a job to be done. Right. But, I, you know, there's people – but I think some people get into politics almost as a as – a, let me test myself – 
and then they get in and, and sometimes they can be good at what they're doing. So, uh, but, but my point is most of us, this happened to me. I'm sure it happened to you. Most candidates, you hit a point where there's just a, you you're just like, I got to. Yeah. So that's, what, that's what where I'm did at. you have that point? Yeah. I mean, I've done volunteer work. Like I said before, I was on the uh, business committee uh, for the, uh, Little Rock, which we rewrote the uh, business license fee, which uh, right. is how they pay the uh, police and the fire department. And it was a failed committee three times in a row, but we managed to get it done uh, that last time. Uh, I've been involved on some rezoning. And you'll see people come in sometimes. They're just wanting to bring their biases with them and you know, going to affect everybody right. with facts, their biases. Facts don't matter. <clears throat> yeah, facts I mean, will just bounce off. Well, there was yeah. one fellow who didn't want anybody to have a doctor's office up on uh, Park Hill. And I'm like, why? why? You've got What's veterinarians' it? office. Why right. can't you work on people? And uh, so, and then, but what what really was the uh, thing that uh, got me involved out in Maumil? I got real active on the getting rid of uh, Maumil water because that water was just beyond awful. And uh, so, you got Central Arkansas water in there. I mean, I'm not going to say it's been a smooth transition, uh, but I will say it's something that should have been done a lot longer. Uh, long ago, uh, because otherwise we wouldn't be paying the price we are now mm. for all the long years of indecision. And we're also paying a big price for long years of indecision on this uh, third entrance. Uh, we should have uh, already had that arranged with the highway department to have the cloverleaf built once we extended the road. So we pay, uh, as residents, we pay $15 million in taxes and um, the road's extended and they're like okay build a cloverleaf and the uh, highway department's like well you should have asked for that about eight years ago right and so you, you just see mistakes like that we made all people are not doing yeah. all the due diligence not doing the job yeah and you know, i'm sure people you know all have the best intentions but uh, sometimes, some of them do now yeah. i i would say that before i got into office <laughs> after having served two terms on the place county quorum court some of them i don't know why they're sitting there really they yeah. want to leave as quick as possible and i don't know if they just want the the feather in their cap of saying I'm whatever. Some of them just don't want to be there. Um, and then some of them don't educate themselves on what they're voting on. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty pathetic in yeah, some yeah. cases. Yeah, when you, go, you see some people never speak up hardly right. ever, you know, anything unless it's just something that personally, you know, favors them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are suspect, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I've been eternal optimist. So I want to think everybody's trying to do the best they can. Uh, but yeah, when we had to pay another $15 million tax, to get that cloverleaf built because uh, you know North Rock is already building the apartments along the roads. The congestion is terrible. I'm, when I moved out to Mall Mill, it was just like the perfect option for me. It was 15 minutes from one store, 15 minutes from the other store. The stores were 15 minutes apart. Had the perfect triangle. Well, then the congestion down the Mall Mill Boulevard just got to be. A I've heard it's really oh, bad. It, it is beyond bad. I've heard it's bad. Yeah. yeah, that and it's which is weird because it's is it two or three lanes both ways? I mean, it's a big yeah, it's, it's a four lane. Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's four, four lane. lane. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think they ought to just take out that. It, it is a beautiful median in the middle, but let's just take that out and just put another two lanes in. That would help with the congestion. But really, we need to look beyond what we're doing right now. Right now, we're putting in that third entrance, and maybe that'll help. Maybe it won't. We won't know until it's actually in. But I think we ought to actually go beyond that and actually develop a 50-year plan. Jess Odom, when he first built that uh, community out there back in uh, the late 60s, early 70s, he had like a 50-year plan. Now, it's been gotten away from, uh, you know, things have not been done. You, you don't wait until you have to do something to do it. You, you prepare for things in advance. Right, it, it always costs so much a lot more, more yeah. in time and resources. Uh, whoever you, said yeah. a stitch in time saves nine, they, they should have been no, uh, talking, talking about, about taxes, about, I yeah. mean, because it, it is so true. And that's what I want to start, start uh, doing, uh, you know, some planning for down the road, because we need to start thinking about a force entrance. And what I think would really be great if we could figure out a way to do it, and this would take a lot of work, but, uh, you know, that's, that's why they call it a job, is we need to start thinking about maybe a fourth entrance that could possibly be a bridge from Maumel over to the Little Rock side, because Maumel used to be both sides of the river. Hmm. 
And, you know, that's why Lake Maumelle is on the opposite side of the river. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's all been split up since then. Uh, you know, they closed the, the, the big Maumelle River to create the Lake Maumelle. And uh, it used to be a bio across the river. I mean, when you keep going back to the historical documents, it's it's quite an interesting history. I did write something up um, kind of doing the history and kind of leading into uh, why I was giving the history. And to, do you realize that it used to be a munitions plant out there in Maumelle? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known yeah, that. Every yeah. World War II movie you've ever seen when the bombs are exploding, right. the trigger probably was made in Maumelle. in Maumelle. Because Maumelle ceased to exist during World War II. The government did eminent domain, took everybody's land away, all the farmers' land away, and uh, did the munitions plants. So, I mean, it was like a couple trillion triggers, uh, any type of device that would set off an explosive. They weren't actually doing the explosives there, but they were creating all the triggers. Mm. And um, then after World War II, it was you know let go. Part of it became uh, what is Little Rock Air Force Base. And then uh, they started letting the uh, farmers have some of their land back. And then uh, the corporation bought a big chunk of it, which is now Maumel. But, but after the corporation bought it, then North Little Rock bought it with the plans to direct, create a uh, commercial development center. And uh, that never developed. And then that's when Jess Odom came in. And he had a plan, and we've just gotten away from the plan. We've got to think further down the road. And otherwise, uh, you know, we're just going to continue to have problems. You just can't t- keep trying to fix things after it's already a problem. So you're, I mean, it, it, is it is it fair to say that, you want Maumel City government to be more proactive than reactive? Oh, Is definitely, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to be reactive. you got to you know, always be aware of the uh, citizens' concerns, mm-hmm. uh, analyze problems, uh, figure out what are real problems, because sometimes people will be upset about things that really are not a problem. Uh, you, you just can't just start dancing. Right. Uh, but um, Well, let me give you an example of that. Um, and, it, and it, you know, the long, for me, the longer I was in politics, the more I, I was like, really? I was at a meeting one time. Uh, I can't remember what meeting it was. It was, you know, it wasn't like a uh, a quorum court meeting, but it was like a political gathering of political thinking people, and uh, they were talking about, I mean, very serious problems in politics and in Pulaski County and in Little Rock and da 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 da. And I mean, we were up there just really hashing out some deep stuff. And then when it was over, this guy came up and cornered me because he just wanted to talk about he didn't like that. Uh, in Pulaski County, if there's any tornado warning anywhere, all of the sirens go off in the entire county. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, that's important on a level, but compared to everything we just talked about, that that's not even, uh-huh. I'm not even going to give that any, you know, everyone, there's so many people. I, I had one guy that I talked to him and uh, all they wanted, all they cared about, the only thing they cared about was uh, the biker, as in the bicyclist, perspective. That's uh, all they cared about. Yeah. They didn't want to talk about it. You know, so you get you, – you, you do get that kind of thing. Uh, uh, focused on minutia. Yeah, f- focused on minutia, and, and you know, you're, trying to, you're trying to get some stuff done. But, you know, like you said, you know, they're, they care in their own way. You know? uh, but, yeah, they can get, they can get hyper-focused on, on their own that, – that one little agenda that they have. Uh, we're going to get to a break. When we come back, I want, I want you to tell people uh, – how they can find out more about you. Okay. Uh, let's remind them when the election is. Uh, and and I'm a, city council should be the same general election and yeah. early voting. In and November. Okay. Uh, and then, um, you know, are there any current issues right now that you're, that you're concerned about? So, and folks, you can ask, uh, you can call in and ask Michael any questions or make any comments you want yourself at 8230965 that's 5018230965 we'll be back with more on the Dave Ellswick show now here we go yeah 
Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. This is Shane Stacks, guest hosting for Mr. Ellswick, never replacing him. I'm joined by Michael Tierney, who is a candidate for office uh, in Maumel, uh for uh, city council in Maumel, Ward 3, seat 2, right? Correct. Ward th- now, Michael, I forgot to ask you before, do you have an incumbent that you're running against? Uh, yes, I'm running against an incumbent by the name of... Uh Gloria Timmons. Okay. And uh, she uh, used to be part of the old manager system, which uh, you know, eventually right. the whole thing got voted out and then went into the mayor system. Uh, when the uh, previous uh, alderman could not complete their tour, uh, then the uh, mayor nominated her for that position. Okay. Well, usually, and, and I don't know how Mommel works, but usually if you get nominated for a position, then you can't run again, or at least on the plat- on the county level. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, if you I get appointed, yeah, you yeah. can't turn around and run again. Um I don't, you know, I don't remember how how all that works, but uh, I guess on the on the city level, maybe it's a little bit different. So you do have an incumbent, uh, you know, you 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 really you presented before the break. You wrote, you know, you want uh, government to be thoughtful, uh, you know, because when you're reacting and not thinking or or paralysis by analysis or paralysis by trying to be perfect or whatever and then it, just use taxes to cover everything right we've got to reduce taxes they, they, they've got to quit increasing taxes all the time I yeah mean, they, they've, never, they've never seen a tax they didn't like they've never think. seen a tax they didn't like uh you know that was that was one of the things that uh, you know and this would go over like a lead balloon on the quorum court but we would have a surplus at the end i say well that's money we took from people why don't we give it back <laughs> and boy that yeah that yeah that, I, I might as well have if uh you know, put a stinking cloud in the room with uh-huh. that one. So yeah, but uh, so how how can people find you, keep up with you if they want to be more aware of your campaign? Well, or? I've set up a page on uh, Facebook. Uh, if you just uh, my last name is Tierney, uh, Irish name with a lot of I's, E's, and N's and Y's. So uh, easier way to find it would just be type Michael Formal Mill City Council, and you should go right to it on Facebook. I see it right there. It popped right up. And uh, so. you'll also find links to my website. Uh, uh, you know, uh, rather than me tell you about myself, uh, I've uh, been fortunate enough to uh, be uh, interviewed a number of times by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I was oh, uh, nice. subject of a high profile. I had uh, a couple of different times I was on the front page of the style sections. So those are interviews done by professional uh, journalists. So I've got links to those so where people can read, you know, what the professionals thought about me. And uh, it also kind of gives you a little bit of history about myself, who I am, uh, what it is that I'm all about. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is just – you know, run things. Uh, I mean, when you've been in business 37 years, you know what the survival rate of small businesses are. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90% fail in the first year, 90% of those fail in the five five years. To go 37 years, I mean, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, quantum math, just almost to go how many zeros after the dot. So, uh, you know, uh, how how often does the city council meet? Like, what? how much of your life are you dedicating to this? It's a couple of nights a month. Uh, they meet for a couple hours. And, uh, of course, you know, that's the meeting. So there's also going to be a lot of prep work. Uh, you, know, you do uh, your uh, due diligence to f- be prepared when you go there. Uh, you know, look at all the issues because you'll know what they're going to be talking about in advance. So uh, you can go through and, you know, and develop an opinion before you even go. And then, of course, when you still want to go there, you still need to keep your mind open and listen to the mm. presentations by the people uh, who have uh, issues that they want to discuss. Right. I wonder I wonder how often like when I was a JP all of the area where I represented was incorporated so I didn't deal that often with constitu- constituent concerns cuz JPs are kind of like the uh alder person for unincorporated areas. I wonder how often a uh, like I wonder how much uh constituent support, you know, you'll you'll engage in, you know, if you, if you like have you talked to other 
candidates oh, or yeah. people and, in your office say, yeah, you know, I, I get calls all the time. Or, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've had yeah. other uh, aldermen encouraging me to run. I've had uh, members of the uh, city government encouraging me to run. Uh, a lot of neighbors encouraging me to run. And, you know, that's what talked me into it because, uh, uh, you know, being a businessman, uh, as you know, I've also do – I'm a writer. I've had mm-hmm. a lot of uh, things published this year, mm-hmm. uh, five books just uh, this summer. Right. And uh, so, you know, I'm not adverse to attack, tackling big projects where you have to do a lot of research and try to break it down into concise sentences. Um, so, you know, it's something, you know, that uh, I feel that I do have a good, uh, you know, strong background that would uh, lend itself well to it. Uh, but basically, it's just something I want to kind of get in there, I roll up my sleeves, and, you know, try – Maumelle is a fantastic city. I just love it out there in Maumelle. We've got great people. It's a great How community. How long have you lived out there? I've been out there 24 years. 24 years. And I'm just uh, – when I was going around to get my petition signed, I was hitting sections where you had 50% – turnover in the last year and a half i mean when mall mail flights already begun that's that's a scary thing and mm-hmm. uh, you know i was more determined to run after i gathered my petition than i was even before i started after talking to all the people here and all their concerns this and that another thing too is uh when you're running for city council you're not just running for city council you are also on uh, the city council in mall mail doubles as uh the uh, board of appeals for signage uh oh. so you know it's not just that it's actually a job that has a couple hats wow Okay, and we and we were just talking. We don't have time to get into this, but North Little Rock is is practically fascistic about signage. Oh, yeah. North, it's gotten crazy. I've attended many of those meetings. Yeah. There's one person who end every he'll yeah. vote against anybody sign every time. Well, I've seen some of the ordinances signs. they proposed. Yeah. That, you know, and it's just like what? Yeah, you know? I, and yeah. sometimes they ran them through on emergency meetings with yeah. no uh, prior notice right. to it, any of the residents, where you could go down there to argue on on the case of a, it's an emergency. Like, no, that wasn't right. an emergency. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying everybody on the North Little Rock City Council is terrible. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Don't hear that. But watching the North Little Rock City Council meetings on like the local cable or whatever, yeah, is one of the things that convinced me to run for office because I was like, that anybody. I mean, there's nothing different between that person and me, mm-hmm. other than the fact they ran and got elected. There's nothing special yeah. going on there. And as a property yeah. owner and as a business yeah. owner in North Little Rock, I've, I've had a lot of issues with some of the decisions they made that I did not feel were the proper decision. All and right. uh, in my mail, I've got a better chance to maybe do something about things like that. Okay. Well, uh, so what what are your needs now? Uh, like Oops. when. I, <laughs> yeah, when I well, of course, votes are, are you. Do you want yard sign locations? Are you looking I mean, for the, donations, uh, support? I no, mean, actually, what? I'm not actually looking for any donations. I don't want to be beholding anybody. I just want to go in there, and be able to do what it is I think I need to do. Not have anybody say, "Well, you owe me." Uh, I know when I was uh, first moved to Arkansas, I was uh, at age of 22. I was a division manager for International Graphics, and I'd be writing like a million dollar purchase order for paper, and I'd have like five paper houses in town. Uh, I could pick whoever I wanted to. It was just my call. At the same price, you know, same quality right. paper. And, uh, you know, so these some of the guys would be calling up, hey, leave your car unlocked. I'm going to leave a present for you. Or right. here's some tickets to the game. And the people I did business with were the ones who did not did try not to bribe do me. that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I, just, uh, yeah, I was there to do a job. And that's the same right. way I feel about this. Okay. So, but now, are you going to do yard signs? Are you hoping for yard sign locations? I've got about 50 yard signs I've ordered. Uh, I'm okay. not gonna, I've heard of some people putting up as many as 400. Uh, yeah, I think it's a necessary thing that you have to do to kind of get your, your, your name out there. Uh, but I don't want to plaster them all over the place. I know there's a lot of people who do not like them and actually uh, think adversely of candidates who use a lot of light. Well, I'll signs. tell you, and, and again, I mean, run your campaign how you want. Uh, I can tell you that I was very aggressive with yard signs. Right. And, and that you, you know, the conventional wisdom that I've heard and that I agree with is, you know, yard signs don't vote. Like some people say, well, I got more yard signs. I'm winning. No, it don't work that way. But name recognition is pretty important, you're, no, you're and right those yard that, signs yeah. help with that. I would tell any candidate that. Yeah, I know I've got basic, to have some. I'm, yeah. I'm just not going to go crazy with it. Though. I got you. Okay. Well, we've got about a minute left uh, in this hour. 
uh, Michael Tierney, candidate for uh, Maumel City Council, Ward 3, C2. Uh, you got you got 30, take about 30 seconds and re, re-elevator pitch yourself there, Michael. Well, I'm, I'm here to do a job, roll up my sleeves. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the most unusual thing I've ever done is I go on the radio and say, apply for a job here, but that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, I think yeah. I can get in. I think it is a job. A no, it yeah. is. It's a job yeah, exactly. interview. Yeah. yeah, exactly what it is. And so I'm, I'm interviewing to uh, out across the radio waves uh, saying, hey, you know, let me uh, help you out any way I can, uh, you know, to be an advocate uh, for the uh, – not only uh, the residents, but also for the businesses and for the whole community. I mean, I just uh, Maumelle is a city that I think has a lot of potential to move forward, be one of the best cities in the uh, in the state, and uh, I just want to do everything I can to make it that way. Fantastic, perfect, folks. Go to Facebook and look for Michael Tierney from our Mill City Council Ward Three, or just, you can just go yeah. Michael from Maumelle City Council. Yeah, there we go. Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back with more. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. We're already in the three o'clock hour, Friday. September 7th. Folks, don't forget there's uh, uh, a f- uh, flash flood warnings out there right now in the Little Rock area. I think we're in a flood watch till tomorrow at 7 in the morning, last time I checked. And uh, as I talked about at the beginning of the show today, uh, Central Arkansas Water has put out a note that uh, because of the lake getting mixed up, because of the weather, maybe some sediment, uh, your water, if you're on Central Arkansas Water, may be discolored. But it's safe to drink. So just wanted to remind folks of that. In the studio with me right now is Jane Ginn. And she's running for North Little Rock City Council. Now, if if her name sounds familiar, uh, this is because Jane is tenacious and persistent and has been out there swinging in the trenches for several uh, for several years now, politically. So, uh, and and just for uh, just for full disclosure, uh, I I I know Jane uh, from you know uh, just being friends. We met through politics and this and that and the other. But just like I did with Michael Tierney, you know, I I for the benefit of the listeners to get to know her, I will I will Jane. I'll be talking with you as if I who who are you and why are you running for office and that kind of thing. So. Jay, welcome uh, to the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, glad to have you on. And uh, folks, if you have questions for Jane or, or any of the other guests that we have today, remember we have a JP candidate coming up later and then also uh, I'm a, a Little Rock mayoral candidate later in the show. Uh, you can call 501-823-0965. That's 5018230965. All right, Jane, let's get started because this this time will go quicker than you think. Radio always goes so quick. Tell us a little bit about about yourself and why are you running for North Little Rock City Council? Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I am running because I want physical responsibility for the working class. So there's no need for continual tax increases. I want it to be a safe town fire, police. I want people to be at peace. Um, I also want to make sure that the streets are fixed, and I want to have a say-so as to where the potholes are fixed, and, of course, infrastructure. And then, of course, I want our parks to be the very best playground for our children that have good equipment and ball fields so that the kids can enjoy playing. Okay, well, fantastic. So, uh why i got so 
but why are you the choice? Like, why, you know, if somebody comes and says, hey, and, and by the way, I, you know, I, uh, campaign season, political season's kind of catching me by surprise this year. I'm just now digging in and starting to do my research. Do you have an opponent? Uh, I assume you do. I do. Um, he uh, ran for school board a, a couple of years ago uh, against Miss um, Campbell, and he lost. There wasn't but about a little over 300 votes. But, That's sad uh, when those low turnout, you know, yeah, yeah the, the low turnout in school board, city council, JP is, is, is sad, you know, because, I mean, really important stuff can get decided in these in these uh, political bodies. And sometimes, you know, the, the election is decided by a very few votes. So um, now, but you don't have an incumbent. There's no incumbent that you're running against. No, Murray Witcher. um was in office for over 20 years and he decided to retire mm-hmm. and uh, so there are there's no one to run against this i have i have to say uh now i did not always agree with murray politically uh but he was when i kind of came out of nowhere a few years ago and was involved in politics representing north little rock he was one of the few that didn't treat me like i walked in with something stinky on my shoe Aww. so I'll i'll give murray that absolutely yeah, yeah so i'm really i'm really glad um yeah. that you know that he was a nice he was a nice guy and uh so he's retired mm-hmm. and now you're um you're you're going for the seat so why why are you the right person to represent uh in which ward is it again it's ward four yeah seat which which seat is it there's two seats in each ward right um it's two it's the second one charlie right. height is the first one the first one Okay. He's not running this year, Charlie. No. Right, because it's staggered. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, right. So there's always there's never a complete turnover in a ward. You've always got some experience in That's the ward. Right. Okay, That's good. So why why are you the right person? Why well, are you the right person? I have over 20 years of uh, purchasing and accounting management experience, and there are a lot of bids that happen in the council, and that's also our mayor's field is purchasing. So when I talked with him the other day, we we discussed that that would be a good fit to to help uh, so take you've our met, tax. You've money. met with Joe Smith. I sure did. Okay, I went in for about five minutes, and he was so kind. He gave me about an hour, and we went over a whole lot of things. So oh, I excellent! Appreciate that. Okay, yeah. People don't. You know, we we had. Um, I I can't believe I'm uh, forgetting the name. Uh, he was the North Rock mayor for. Patrick Hayes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a long time. And mm-hmm. then Joe Smith succeeded him. That's right. Um, so, uh, so you met, you got to meet with Mayor Smith, and it, was, it wasn't it was a negative experience. You feel oh, it was no. positive? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. So, yeah, like one of your main, uh, I'm, I'm looking at your card here, nice card. Um, Thank you. That, that you're using as a as your political handout here. Says, uh, Jane raised two children as a single mother while working three jobs. She will be a tireless advocate for the working men and women of North Little Rock. 20-plus uh, years purchasing and accounting experience. 20 years as volunteer with judicial system and local community projects. Former Woman of the Year for the North Little Rock American Businesswoman's Association. Uh, volunteer experience at Plass County Detention Center and active member of Apostolic Church in North Little Rock. So we have a mutual friend over there, um, Donnie Copeland. So, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, you know what you know my favorite Donnie Copeland story, don't you? No. Yeah, I always, I always tease him with this every time that I'm talking. Okay, so 
he helped recruit me to run for jp uh-huh. years ago him and phil stowers and um they they called and talked to me and da, da, da. and then so i'm running for jp and then uh i found out later because i think the same year or, or a few years later uh donnie ran for lieutenant governor uh-huh. may have been that same year and uh, he actually kind of came out of nowhere and almost clipped uh, the other guy in the primary. But I found out later that he, he was speaking and, and talking about something, and, and he said, yeah, I was, I was about to run for office, and all these people were like, don't do it, you'll end up, you know, you'll be a crook, and you'll be drunk and dead in a ditch and all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, people were telling you that, and you went recruited me to get into it? Like, did you just want somebody in the ditch with you, or or what, Donnie? I love that guy. Anyway, all right. So uh, you have um, on your card, it says, together we can create a truly safe city with great schools, parks, and infrastructure in a low-tax environment, a city people will love to call home. Now, you've got five five checkmark talking points here on, on how you want to achieve that. So what I want to do is we need to get to a break. When we come back, I, I want you to share with people, you know, what you want to achieve, how you're going to achieve it, and, and let people know how they can find out more about you and what support you may need and, and that sort of thing. So we'll be back more with more with uh, Jane Ginn. Uh, she is a North Little Rock City Council candidate for Ward 3, which is what, Lakewood and Ward 4. Yeah, the, Michael Tierney was Ward 3 for Mommel. So, yeah, before we go to the break, which what area does that represent? It's um, on the side that McCain Mall is. Um, uh, McCain Boulevard, and then Indian Hills, and a few other areas, smaller areas. Okay, great. Well, we'll be back more. And if you have questions for Jane, or want to know how you can support her, or any of that stuff, you can call in at five zero one eight two three zero nine six five right here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. This is Shane Stack setting in for, but never replacing Mister Ellswick. He's on a top secret Captain America mission. Punching Nazis in the jaw. But he'll be back with you <laughs> Monday. That uh, lovely chuckle you hear is is Jane Ginn. Uh, she is uh, running for North Little Rock City Council Ward Four, seat two. Correct. That's uh, correct. And you, you're running. Uh, uh, you do have an opponent. It is not in a. But Murray Witcher has retired. Uh, who was so you don't have an incumbent. Um, and we were talking before the break. Uh, you've got this card here that it's a nice little handout, uh, and you know you could use this as a bookmark too. So it's, it's like a it's like a bookmark <laughs> and a and a handout, uh, and uh, it's got you know a little bit about your history on there, and then it has what you want to achieve uh, and how you want to do it and that sort of thing. So what I want to do is is give you a chance to um, to speak to you know what what you're trying to accomplish. But before we forget, what kind of all candidates. We need support. Like when I ran, there's no way I would have gotten into office without help. None. Zero. So what, you know, what what support are you needing? And, and, and folks, you know, not everybody can run for office, but your way of helping be part of the process, other than just voting, is maybe helping a candidate that you you want to support. So, so Jane, what what are, what kind of support are you hoping uh, maybe to get from your constituents, or hope you know hope hope hopefully they will be your constituents? Do you know we have about eleven polls in my ward, and um, 
During the election day, it would be nice to have someone there holding a sign that requires an awful lot of people. And, of course, every politician is going to tell you they want more money. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, as, as a former politician myself, you know, you just got to ask for it because it takes money. You know, there's nothing evil or good. It's just neutral. It just takes money to do flyers and to do signs and, and uh, the, 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 all the other things that are involved. You know, uh, it, it takes so much. So, you know, uh, the good thing about in you know, Arkansas, you can take fifty dollars a donation, and it's a tax credit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not that way in every state, but I really like that. Yeah, the credit is good because that's not a deduction; it's a credit, mm-hmm. which means that if at the end of the year you owe a hundred dollars in state taxes and you've donated to a political candidate of fifty dollars, guess what? You only owe fifty dollars in tax. It's a credit. That's a yeah, wonderful it's thing. A, it's a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to complain about that because uh, it helps both the candidate and the and, and the taxpayer. So, mm-hmm. um, and and people can find you how. What's the best way if, if somebody if they don't have their your card in their hand? What? How do you want people to find you? Like, how can they learn more about you? Well, they can go on Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Jane Ginn NLR, and uh, or they can give me a call. Um, my number is public. It's seven four nine five three four four. Or um, I have just my normal Facebook page. If you just want to chit chat for a little right. while, right? And that's again G I N N, right? Mm-hmm. So it's G I N N. Uh, so you can go to Facebook, look for uh, Jane Ginn G I N N N L R, or Jane Ginn for North Little Rock City Council. Uh, and, and and what was that number again? It's 501-749-5344. Okay. Well, Jane, we have about five minutes. Radio goes so quick. Can you believe that? It always goes quicker than you expect. So uh, what? take these five minutes and you say, wh- what do you want to say about you know what you want to do in city government? Okay. Well, first thing, we want to make sure that there's physical responsibility. We need to be disciplined with our money. We've had some taxes increases, and that's great. Things like we got a new, uh, a couple of new fire trucks. We still have four more to go. Um, things got done, and and we're working with it. But uh, we need to be more disciplined, and so I'm there to help uh, to take bids on certain things and help in accounting for the budget. The second thing is that when we're talking about fire and police, I really want North Little Rock to be safe. I want it to continue to be the safest city. Did you know that Little Rock has more shootings? Little Rock, not North Little Rock. Little Rock has the most shootings of any city in Arkansas, 246. Mm. And North Little Rock only has 37. So we must be doing something right. Mm. We are increasing per capita policemen in our town and i love that but they also need help you know with the most updated equipment i want them to have uh, guns that are appropriate you know to help okay um the other thing is the fire department chief tucker's doing a great job we're getting a new fire station in levy and we're working really good with that um if you, if you get elected can can you propose an ordinance for me Every fire department gets a Dalmatian. Wouldn't that be or fun? Or a cat. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm just joking. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay, and you know that uh, fire station there on McCain is one of the oldest buildings in, in that area, and they're going to redo that. They'll have to take the firemen and move them somewhere else while they're redoing it. That It's a major ordeal. 
Um, I want their salaries for the police and fire department to be appropriate uh, for our size town and so that we don't have people that well, are firemen. What, is, what, is it, what does it look like right now? Like, how does it compare right now? It's okay. It's just not as good as we'd like it to be, you know. Is but, it one of those, like at the, in Pulaski County, the jail paid so low that people would get trained in law enforcement at the jail, and then they would immediately go somewhere else to make more money. Is that is that happening in North Little Rock? Kind it of? has happened some. Okay. You know, and I don't like that. I want us not only to have a lot of police, and we're doing things right, but I want them to be well-paid and well-equipped. <clears throat> right. Okay, and the other thing is, it's the major thing for me for streets to be repaired and infrastructure. I want that to be... Um, spent in the right areas each ward gets about five hundred thousand dollars to repair streets and i don't want it just to be on the street that i live on mm-hmm. or uh just in the higher up end but i want all areas to share with that and i want to say so in it and as a council member i get that right to determine what two hundred and fifty thousand of that 500 goes to oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. okay um, and then, of course, parks. You know, we have Burns Park and several small parks in North Little Rock that are great. But <clears throat> I want it to be safe enough so that when, like your son and my grandchildren mm-hmm. want to go play, it can be not only safe, but the right equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be uh, upgraded just a little bit. The ballpark, same thing. Okay. Um, there are some issues. Yeah, do that. We've got ooh, what we, about a minute and a half. Uh, do, yeah, do, do you have any? Is there anything currently troubling you that's happening? Well, um, the McCain Boulevard has a median that runs down the middle, and it has six stumps there, tree stumps that they cut down and just left, and the bushes are all a mess, and the. And the needs to be resodded, maybe mulched. Mm-hmm. So I'm really pushing to have that corrected. I talked to several of the aldermen and our mayor, and they are for it, but it takes time. And of course, um, it's not going to happen overnight. I got some bids uh, for eight hundred and fifty dollars. We can remove six stumps from a busy uh, street, which is really a good buy. Mm-hmm. And and then of course, you know to replace bushes that are missing the uh, people on both sides are doing their uh, share of beautifying mccain boulevard but the city needs some help down the middle right the other issue that i want to talk about is the argenta plaza okay you got about 15 seconds i hate to do that to you but that's okay um it just got approved for six million dollars to to take care of that is that good or bad well it's it can be both ways okay so you want to make sure it gets spent well (laughs) Right. right it's been approved um, okay all right i gotta sorry jane i gotta get okay. us to a break thanks so much for coming in Enjoy jane Ginn, <laughs> she is a candidate for north little rock city council folks uh, check her out and if you like her help her out we'll be back with more on the dave ellswick show thank you all right hey welcome back to the dave ellswick show i'm shane stack sending in for but never replacing mr dave ellswick he'll be back with you monday we have a candidate they lose today we we're we're about to talk with our third of four uh, central arkansas political candidates uh that we're having on the show today 
he's been holding on the line. Uh, there are our next guest. He's calling in. He's out of town. He agreed to call in, and and so we're gonna we're gonna talk with him real quick. And we'll jump right into it, folks. This is uh, Bill Carson, and he is running uh, for Justice of the Peace on the Pulaski County Quorum Court in District 15. So, Bill, welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah, I'm just proud to be here. Yeah, glad to. Thanks for uh, taking time. I know you're traveling today, and, and I really appreciate you taking time out of that uh, to call in. Folks, if you have any questions for Bill or me or have any comments or whatever, remember you can call in at 501-823-0965. So, Bill, uh, you know, radio goes quick. Uh, you got you got a little less than 30 minutes. Uh, it'll go quicker than you think. So I just want to jump right in there. Tell okay. us a little bit about yourself and why are you running for uh, the Quorum Court? Okay. Uh, start off with my personal profile. I'm a Christian from a Baptist faith, Park Hill Baptist Church, North Little Rock. I'm a conservative. I've lived in Plashy County my whole life. I'm 74 years old. I am retired. I uh, lived in Little Rock from 1944 to 1983. I lived in North Little Rock from 1983 to present. I lived in District 15. I've, I've lived in District 15 since I moved to North Little Rock in 1983. Been married for 35 years. Um, I can devote full time to a JP position, so whether it's 40, 50, 60 hours a week, because I am retired and I'm willing to take two years out of my retirement to work on four things that's very dear to me that I would like to see uh, get the ball rolling on. Okay, we'll get to those here in a second. What, uh, Real quick, help people know what, what District 15 is and what the Quorum Court does. Okay, uh, there's 15 districts in Plasky County. Each district has one JP. They are elected. They are the Quorum Court. The Quorum Court votes on the county budget. The county budget right now is $145 million. That's a pretty good-sized budget. Of course, there's a lot of things going on in Pasquay County that needs money. All this money, of course, is taxpayer money, of course. Uh, District 15 is north of I-40, west of 67167, uh, cuts east, I mean, cuts west on McCain Boulevard, over to North Hills Boulevard and runs up North Hills Boulevard uh, pretty good ways. The western boundary is uh, Camp Robinson. It goes in and out a couple of places. Uh, it runs pretty close to the uh, Sherwood city limits uh, when it gets, when uh, North Hills Boulevard uh, passes uh, JFK. That's you know, it's not a real big district compared to some of them, but the districts are trying to be evened out in the number of people and population. Uh, so it's not a big district, but still a lot of people in it. Right. Um, that's right. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I shared with you briefly when we talked a couple of days ago, Bill, that, you know, uh, we haven't met before. Uh, you know, I got your literature as you're out campaigning and, and uh, you know, I for for two terms, I represented District 15 on the on the Pulaski County Quorum Court. So you yeah. know, highlighting county government and informing people of what it does is is very important to me. Uh, but yeah, JP districts in Pulaski County are roughly thirty thousand people. Uh, it, it's it's 
equivalent in in some ways to like to campaigning for a for a state state district uh you know like a representative district uh, they're quite big and um you know the the Plassey county i believe has the is the most populous county in arkansas if i remember correctly so you know the quorum court uh is the districts are big you know population wise so right uh okay so why don't um you tell us a little bit about what and we will i know you have four things that you want to touch on uh but what why why did you like what was the turning point what what was that moment that you said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna run for office good question i've always been politically minded i'd never miss a vote i've always voted and the situation of things have just gotten to the point where i just uh said enough is enough i'm, I'm gonna see if i can do something to help turn the tide or make a difference somehow some way and so decided i'd just jump in both feet and have it all right well uh okay so you're like enough is enough uh so we're not we're not gonna we've got to get to a break here in a few minutes so we probably won't get through all four but why don't you start listing off your areas of concern that you hope to make a difference in okay the four areas are fiscal responsibility of the quorum court juvenile crime flooding in Plasky county and school safety. And those are four things that are dear to my heart. I would like to be able to jump in full time and make some difference a little bit. I can't, I can't uh, correct everything, but I, if I can get the ball rolling and get it started on some ideas that I have, and then after my two-year term, uh, let it pick up and keep on being a snowball going downhill and getting, getting bigger and better. Okay. So, uh, so what I'm hearing is, is you would you would only plan to be in office for one term. It sounds like I've heard you mention two years a couple of times. Right, right. Um, right now, JP is a two year term. If I ran again, it would be for a four year term, and that would be taking six years out of my retirement. I'm willing to take two years out of it and work full time. And I'm, I'm talking about forty to sixty hours a week mm-hmm. trying to get these things accomplished. Uh, I'm enjoying retirement, and uh, I, I, I don't have to work. I don't have to have the insurance. Uh, Plasky County has good insurance. Uh, I have Medicare right. because of my age, and um, I can live on my retirement. I just want to try to make a difference and get it started in two years and then turn it over to somebody else. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know, they're – uh, speaking of the benefits and whatnot, if you if you get elected as a JP on the Plasky County Quorum Court, then you qualify for uh, the county government benefits. Now, uh, for the record, I didn't take advantage of those. Uh, I paid okay. my own. I was self-employed or I was either working for uh, organization or self-employed while I was a JP. And I never took advantage of those benefits because I wasn't there for the bennies. Now, there are okay. some JPs that, I mean, they're there for the bennies. I'm not going to lie. They, they yeah. are. Uh, and, you know, but I, I you know, I personally, uh, to my own financial detriment, did not take the benefits. Uh, and whenever the Quorum Court voted itself uh, a a yearly bonus along with the rest of the employees, myself and a few others would, would decline that because it didn't feel right. Um but anyway, that's uh, you know I don't I don't want to turn this into well here's an argument on the Quorum Court. So uh, 
we got about we have to go to break here in a minute or two but why don't why don't you touch on fiscal responsibility real quick like what what what's your concerns there and how do you well, how do you want to help that um the just to give you an example of something that uh that didn't we didn't need to spend money on the four basket handles on the broadway bridge now they look pretty i'll agree with that they weren't necessary we didn't have to have them they cost Plassey County taxpayers twenty million dollars. That's a pretty good set of money there. I mean that that's that's more than pocket change. And with the things like flooding in Plassey County, whether it's in the unincorporated areas or Little Rock or North Little Rock, how far would that go to helping these people whose houses flood every time there's a good hard rain for any duration? Uh seems like nobody's trying to help them on the flooding. That was a to me a big waste of money. Pretty is pretty, but twenty million dollars—that's a lot of money. Yeah, and for a little, little background on that, if people aren't aware, and then we'll have to get to a break. Uh, Broadway Bridge had to be replaced. That wasn't under a debate, uh, but the uh, the highway department had uh, you know through the taxes that had already been collected from Arkansas taxpayers. We're going to build a new Broadway bridge for, I think it was like $50 million, if I remember correctly. And it wasn't going to cost taxpayers anything else. Uh, and then, you know, Judge Valines at the time, and now it's, you know, he's no longer county judge, uh, wanted to do America's bridge and do an iconic bridge uh, for Little Rock and ended up uh, persuading the Quorum Court to uh, spend an additional $20 million dollars. Um, you know, in through various methods, uh, I can't remember what the county's total commitment was, but it was a lot, uh, and it and it did increase the the bridge value by like twenty million. Um, now, I did not vote for that at first. Uh, I did, you know, when you get in politics, it takes a while to learn. And at first, he asked me about it, and I said, "Well, we, would we have to borrow money or would we raise taxes?" And he said, "No." I said, "Well, I'm tentatively in favor of it then." Uh, and Dave Ellswick himself called me up one day and, and just went up my rear about it. And I was like, what, what's going on? Let me, and then I looked deeper and, um, and yeah, the, you know, it was, it was the way it was being funded was very troubling and unnecessary. Uh, so I actually voted against that. Um, I don't know, you know, and I think I said, don't put my name on it. So I don't know if my name's on that bridge or not. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's great. That's exactly right. So, I mean, that's the kind of money and the kind of decisions that are made, uh, by your local quorum court that there's you know it's it's fiscal responsibility is a huge concern bill we're going to get us to a break when we come back you have three other areas you want to talk about juvenile crime flooding and school safety so we'll do our best to uh to cover those uh before um we end the three o'clock hour right here on the dave ellswick show hey welcome back to the dave ellswick show i'm shane stack sitting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick, I'm on the line with Bill Carson, who is a uh, candidate for Justice of the Peace in District 15 um, for the Pasquale County Quorum Court, which is it's a, it's a it's a big part of North Little Rock, but it's not all of all of North Little Rock. Now, before the break, uh, Bill mentioned that he had uh, four areas of concern. One was fiscal responsibility. The others were juvenile crime, flooding, and school safety. So I wanted to give him a chance to you know, address those. Uh, we've got, you know, just under 10 minutes bill. So that'll go pretty quick. I did before we do that. Did you, how, how can people, uh, 
you know, contact you, learn more about you, reach out? What's what's the best way for that to happen? I guess on my phone, my okay. cell phone. Okay. I don't mind. I don't mind getting out my cell phone number. Okay. Five zero one three zero seven six nine nine nine. Okay, and give that out one more time. Five zero one three zero seven six nine nine nine. Okay. All right. And don't call me right now because I'm on the phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I can leave a message, but. uh all right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you got fiscal responsibility, juvenile crime, flooding, and school safety. So take it away. Okay, I'm going to have to give you a Reader's Digest of each one. Sure. Go into them real deep. Uh, juvenile crime. Uh, when a juvenile first goes before a judge, it's may it's his first time, uh, misdemeanor, whatever. Uh, judge usually gives him a little bit of a fine, uh, gives him probation, sends him to X number of hours of community service. What if all the judges in Plasky County included part of the sentence, a one-day field trip to one of the prisons near Pine Bluff on a Saturday using Plasky County school buses, Plasky County school bus drivers. I'm sure they'd like to get an uh, extra day's pay. And where it takes one bus, two buses, four, four buses. Load these kids up. Anybody else that's on probation that wants to go and see what a what prison life is like, ask their parents or parent to go with them if they would. Take them down there and let them have a field trip a whole day at one of these prisons. Of course, the uh, warden would know they were coming. Uh, take them through the prison, show them the uh, five by ten, uh, seven by ten cells that could be their permanent home or home for ten years. They didn't change their ways. Uh, even uh, feed them a lunch after the prisoners have had their lunch. A lunch of uh, beans, cornbread, and water would uh, would be great. Uh, I think it would have a great impact on them. Keep statistics. See who winds back up before a judge and who doesn't. Uh, if you save just one of them from once a month, just save one from a life of crime. Look what you saved. Maybe somebody's life. and You, know, you don't know, it, but keep statistics on them. Okay. Okay. Uh, flooding in Plasty County. We've got places that flood every time there's a hard rain of any duration, and not a whole lot's being done about it. If a JP of that district and if other JPs wanted to join him, uh, they could have uh, meetings at the community centers. They could find out where this flooding is happening. They could write the addresses down and go to these areas, talk to the people in the area, Walk the areas with them, see what needs to be done, uh, cleaning out gutters, uh, ditches, dry water creeks, uh, clean out everything and get to where that water would uh, run on down and get out of here. Uh, ask for volunteers or uh, set aside a Saturday. Ask for volunteers. Uh, if you could get 100 people to volunteers, you could go to have 10 different places that you could send them to and have 10 people in each work group. Uh, tell them to bring a show or uh, excuse me, a, a shovel or a hoe or a rake, a pruner, uh, even a chainsaw if necessary. Uh, clean these places up, pile it all out by the end of, by, by the curb on the street. And uh, if it's in a classy county in an unincorporated area, I'm sure the county judge will make sure that it gets picked up. Little Rock and North Little Rock, same thing. They can send these trucks around with these claws that reach down and pick up this stuff. We'll get it cleaned up off the curb, get it to the uh, county landfill, 
and see what happens on the next hard rain. If there's still more rain that gets a little bit of flooding, uh, find out about it. Take a city engineer or a county engineer out there and find out what wants to be done. Uh, people love to volunteer, and I think you'd get a lot of volunteers out of that. Okay. School safety. And uh, oh, I try to make it fast. If you fix a school where it can't be broken into, that's the first thing. How do you do that? Well, some schools are broken into. that It'd be easy to just to drive a vehicle, truck, dump truck, whatever, into the front doors, bust all the glass out, and you're in. What if there was barriers put up around every entrance to where even a dump truck couldn't run through the barriers? Uh, they could be in a semicircle, uh, and there's barriers that could be fixed would stop a dump truck. Next thing would be, what if every school on the ground floor, all of the glass was backed up on the inside with bulletproof glass? You couldn't shoot your way in. You couldn't shoot someone on the inside. You couldn't go to a ground floor classroom and shoot them. The glass on the outside would shatter, but the bulletproof glass that's been bolted on the inside of that frame would stop the bullets. That would stop that. How about <coughs> kids taking guns or weapons to school? Texas already started this, but it'd be like boarding an airplane. You've got a metal detector you have to walk through. If it goes off, uh, you have a person with a wand that finds out where where the metal set off the uh, detector. Another teacher takes your backpack and everything out of your pocket and searches it and gives it back to you. If no kid can take a gun into school or a weapon and no one can break into the school or shoot into the school, that's going to take a big bite out of these stupid, idiotic school shootings by these these crazy people. I mean, they're 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 evil people, and and they. It's amazing that this country has come to such a thing. When I, when I went to school, and I graduated Love Rock Central in 1962, during hunting season, deer season, duck season, squirrel season, uh, rabbit season, I would take my gun to school. I had a car. It would be locked up in the trunk. Three or four guys going with me, they'd put their guns in the trunk. One of the teachers would go, and he'd put his trunk, he hit his gun in the trunk. 3.30, school's out, we're gone south of Sheridan, we're hunting. Everybody knew we had guns in our trunks. It's just how polarized the country has come this day. And it's, yeah, we've it's lost 50, our... 50. Yeah, we've gotten so open-minded, our brains have fallen out, as some people put it. Um so uh, that music means we're we're getting close to uh, the end of this hour. Bill, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, this is uh, Bill Carson. He's running for Justice of the Peace in uh, North Little Rock, uh, District 15. Uh, Bill, throw out your number again there real quick. Okay, 501-307-6999. Okay. All right. I wish I, wish I had two hours to go into yeah. detail about all this stuff. I don't know it can't but if anybody wants to call feel free i'll i'll talk all night long all right bill carson uh district 15 justice of the peace uh bill get out there and and and, and uh do your best man it's 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 a uh it's an adventure and uh i wish you well so i'm i'm meeting the bushes all right thanks for calling in
All right, Thanks folks. for having me. Yeah, next we should have, uh, coming up uh, after the break, should be Warwick Saban, North Little Rock mayoral candidate, Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. We're already in the 4 o'clock hour on this rainy September 7th, 2018. It's uh, 4.07 p.m. I am joined. This is Shane Stacks, by the way, uh, setting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. And we have had a veritable tsunami of Central Arkansas uh, political candidates today. And we're going we're gonna to finish that run off with... Uh, Little Rock, I think I, I said North Little Rock before the break for some odd reason, but it's Little Rock, there is a difference, uh, mayoral candidate, uh, Warwick Saban. So, Warwick, uh, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Shane. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I guess I just did a while back, and you weren't even, I mean, you were out working, <laughs> but it wasn't official campaign season yet. You weren't a quote-unquote official candidate, uh, and you were kind enough to come on, and I thought it would be interesting now that it's really started uh, and and that campaign season is officially open. Now you are a, you know, officially official candidate. You know exactly who the opponents are and all that. I thought it'd be interested, interesting to have you back on. And is there anything, you know, is there anything different or is it the same? You, you know, any any new concerns that you have or, you know, just just any of that. And I want to let people know. Folks, it's it's really important to know who you're going to be voting for. So if you have any questions or comments for Warwick, uh, you can call in at 501-823-0965. That's 501-823-0965. So, uh, Warwick, give us give us an update on on uh, what what's shaken now that campaign season's officially started. Sure. Well, you know, a lot has changed since I first got in this race, which was a, a year and two months ago, July of 2017. Um, but, you know, I've stayed pretty consistent. And the thing is, you know, I believe that Little Rock needs a new direction. You know, I think that we, you know, obviously have some challenges we need to confront. Uh, we have had the same leadership in place for a long time. You might have seen the cover story in Arkansas Business last week that said, you know, has Little Rock lost its luster comparing us to northwest Arkansas and other cities in the region? Uh, we have an opportunity to do some great things in the city, but we definitely need a change in leadership. And so I got in this, like I said, a year and two months ago forming an exploratory committee, which nobody had ever done before because the rules of Little Rock made it very difficult for anybody to ever challenge an incumbent. And so I did that. Like I said, the first person to ever do it, the city sued me. They used taxpayer money, my money and your money, to sue me to try to stop me. The, the judge threw it out of court because they knew it was uh, not you know, a, a valid case or argument that they brought. Since that time, the incumbent mayor, who you know is currently in his third term, decided not to run. Um, and so now we're talking about Mayor Stodola. Mayor Stodola. Right. And so, um, you know, filing finally closed a couple weeks ago. And to your point, you know, now everything's official. We've got five candidates. Five. That's right. Wow. But, you know, like I said, I, I was in this first. Right. I took on the incumbent. Um, I've had the same message all along. You right. know, we need to address crime. We need to improve right. our schools. We need to have a better jobs and economic development strategy for this city. And we need to make the most of our potential. So if, if somebody... Uh, came at you uh let, let's uh, and uh, this is a hypothetical uh as, as you probably know dave's listeners skew very conservative right also uh there's probably a pretty good mix of libertarian as well um you know what what would you say to a uh one of the listening like so this is hypothetical uh that was like 
oh, this guy's probably, you know, he's probably some squishy liberal. And, and I mean, well, you know, if somebody was really saying, like, you, you don't have you, how, how are you going to help us? You're just going to sure. be more of the same. I mean, like, what what is your answer to that? Well, I've, I've got a lot to say on that. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm in my third term in the legislature. Yes, I'm a Democrat. It's true. Um, but this is a nonpartisan race. And I actually have a lot of Republican and Libertarian support in this race, including some of my Republican colleagues in the legislature, including, you know, people across the political spectrum. And I think what's exciting about a race like this is that, you know, most of the issues are very straightforward. And I find that no matter where I am in the city, there's an opportunity to really unify us around some core issues. Um, I want to be tough on crime. I think that, you know, what's going on in the city right now is obviously unacceptable from the standpoint of, you know, we don't feel safe, we don't feel protected. Um, It's causing people to move out of the city or not move to the city or not shop in the city or visit the city. I I will say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I feel less safe in Little Rock than I did just two or three years ago. Yeah, and it's a universal feeling. Like I said, no matter what neighborhood I'm in, and I'm knocking doors every day, talking to citizens in every part of the city, this is the thing. And I talk to the police, and the police say, look, we don't have the manpower or the resources we need to adequately patrol the city. And so my platform from the beginning has been about let's give the police what they need to ensure, you know, uh, public safety to make sure that when somebody calls 911 that they can respond quickly that we're doing what we need to do to prevent crime that we're also addressing recidivism by creating opportunities for people as they're moving out of uh, the penitentiary to to you know actually be productive members of society and, and Little Rock can do so much better on this issue it has to be priority number one I am 100 uh, percent committed to doing what I can do to make sure that we reduce crime and create a a level of safety and security in little rock that's acceptable to all okay so uh let me ask you this would you say and and i know that as as a mayor or as a city uh you know official it's like well we've got to we've got to grow the city and then we have to protect we have to develop infrastructure and we have to make the city attractive to businesses and this and that and the other da 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 would you say right now that the crime is the number one thing that the city of Little Rock needs to address? It is the number one issue. There's okay. no question. I mean, you cannot diminish some of the other things you mentioned. I mean, you know, I talk a lot about our schools because I think that's another issue where if we don't get a get a hold of that, it's another reason why people are leaving, not moving here. You know, it's inhibiting uh, the growth of our economy, and we've got to get public schools right. And I, I want to be part of the solution, and I've got a lot of ideas on that. By the way, I should mention, I have a website, sabinformayor.com, and I put all my positions in writing there on so many different issues and, and in quite a bit of detail. So your listeners can can go there, and, and okay. if I don't cover something, you know, check it out on the website. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so, I mean, I, I agree with you that, I mean, to me right now, there's it doesn't make any sense to to put to put time and energy and money taxpayer money into planting flowers in the front yard if people are kicking down your back door it's just it's silly that's that's how i look at it so it's not those other things aren't important you know but yeah the crime is is exponentially gotten crazier in in little rock i mean just brazenly crazier uh you know and the, and, and you know we're always making the list per capita of, you know, most dangerous this per capita. And, you know, that doesn't feel good. Right. You know, I love the Little Rock area because I'm from here. I'm, you know, so I'm, I, you know, North Little Rock, Little Rock, all that. But I got to be honest, if I wasn't from here, 
what what you know would i stick around i don't know you know or would i move here i don't know so you know hopefully that stuff can be addressed well it needs to be and again you know i don't think you you can only do one thing at a time i mean i I, want to make crime the number one priority because i think when you get that right it creates the opportunity to do a lot of other things but we can also work on other stuff at the same time And, and like i said i've got a lot of ideas on that you know i think when you're creating the right kind of jobs and economic opportunity that it in and of itself will help reduce crime as well because you know some of this crime is just based on the fact that people you know don't feel or can't identify you know other opportunities to to you know make a productive living in the city but you know quite frankly you know 2017 was one of the most violent years you know that, that little rocks ever had on top of the violent crime you know we've had so much of the you know, the home break-ins and the car mm-hmm. break-ins and the things that and make people feel unsafe. Our neighborhood, you know, we've, where I live, we have a, a really good Facebook group for that neighborhood. And, I mean, a really, really big increase on the amount of just minor break-ins and stuff like that. So where people seeing funny stuff on their security cameras and, you know, um, that kind of thing. So well, I'm going to get us to a break. We come back, we can talk more about, you know, what what initiatives or, or what support you'd like or, you know, you continue making your case. Uh, and I have Dave Ellswick. I told him you were going to be on. I, I texted him the uh, the list of, of, of topics today and guests. And he has a question he specifically wants uh, me to ask you. So so this will be the Dave Ellswick question. When we come back uh, from the break, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance to, to respond as if I'm Dave. I'm honored. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dave is, yeah, Dave, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, ask him this. So, I mean, that's Dave, right? That's great. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show, more with Warwick Saban, uh, mayoral candidate for Little Rock, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, sitting in for Mr. Ellswick. He'll be back with you on Monday. Uh, We're joined by uh, uh, Little Rock mayoral candidate uh, Warwick Sabin. Um, this is kind of the sequel, part two, because uh, I was guest hosting a few months back and the campaign season hadn't, quote unquote, officially started yet. And Warren or Warren Warwick uh, was out there uh, already beating the bushes, working real hard. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk to him. It's like, now the race has officially started. What's different? Uh, and unfortunately, I stole some of his thunder because we were talking off during the break. And, he, you know, I said, is your support? He's like, yeah, the support's grown and all, and all, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of interesting to, to see. But ha- one of the things I'd like to know, Warwick, has anything fundamentally like, like anytime you get involved in politics, you have preconceived notions that either get reinforced or fall away. I mean, have you had anything fundamentally change in your understanding of of what the job would be or how politics works or anything like that? I mean, I know you're already in the legislature, so you kind of understand that. But as far as the as, as the mayoral stuff, have you had any shifts in your thinking? I mean, the two things that come to mind, and, and they're not major shifts, but um, you know, I did I did refer to this earlier that I've been sort of shocked at how much uh, consensus there is in the city about the things that we need to be doing in the city. And, and it, it lines up not only with the challenges that we need to face like crime and like schools and like our jobs, but also the potential that people see. I think that everyone in the city understands that, you know, Little Rock is a great place to live. Uh, We've got a great quality of life. We've got great people. We've got a great entrepreneurial culture, all of that, but we're being held back because 
quite frankly, our, our leadership has been sort of stuck in place. And so you see all these other cities and areas around mm-hmm. the country that are doing more innovative things to obviously attract people to their region to make, you know, to improve the quality of life. And they understand it's a competitive landscape. And and people are asking, why aren't we doing those things? Like those things are obvious. We need to be doing them. Well, we're also, as as we discussed last time you're on, we went more into this, the makeup and the structure of Little Rock City government, which is unique as far as I know. We're a two-headed monster because there's the, what is it, the uh, the mayor and then the city director, I think. City manager. City manager. Yeah, yeah the directors are the alder. Uh, city directors are what some people would refer to as aldermans in other city or alder, alder person. Um yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and and you know, and I know that you you personally last time we talked you were like this that's a, not a good dynamic. You know, I don't know right. anything being done about that, but you know, uh, without the voters getting involved, I don't even know how you would fundamentally change it. I have a question for you though. I got to I got to ask you this before okay. I forget or else sure. Dave will uh probably never let me guest host again cuz he sent me a, <laughs> he sent me a question specifically for you. Okay. And if we get a chance cuz I saw your eyes were I could tell you were like, yeah, you, there was something you wanted to say about that two-headed monster thing. Um, so he said, ask Warwick Sabin uh, if you want Little Rock to be a sanctuary city and was totally leaning that way. That's his exact question. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in making Little Rock a sanctuary city. I mean, I think okay. that, you know, what we need to do as as a city, I think, is to be welcoming to anybody who wants to be a productive member of society, who wants to contribute, who wants to obey the law. Um, and, you know, obviously America itself has always sort of abided by those basic principles. We right. wouldn't be here, all of us, if, if that hadn't happened. So I think there's plenty of room for Little Rock to be a place where if somebody's enterprising, they want to work hard, play by the rules, follow the law, um, that this is a great place for them to be and raise a family and become part of our state. And that's our legacy as a city and a state anyway. So that's where I stand on it. And anything that we can do, again, to to make Little Rock a place that, you know, is as welcoming as it can be for anybody who wants to, to participate that Within way. The, I mean, Within there, the, I mean, there, there is a there is a rule of law. There's yes. expectations. And, you know, uh, Sanctuary City. Uh, and, I, you know, I even when stuff happens, I don't agree with how they want to do it. I understand the motives of that. Like, hey, we have people that we perceive them as hurting and needy. So let's just sort of waive requirements and just kind of offer them. But there's a difference between helping somebody stand up and then going further and, and enabling certain things or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, that was the question. So your answer was no, you don't want Little Rock. Yeah, to I want a level there. playing field and, you know, the same rules applying to all. Okay. Uh, so having asked the official David Ellswick question, I want to go back to the two-headed monster uh, <laughs> right. form of city government that we have uh, because it looked you it looked like you really maybe had something you want to say on that. Well, so. I just I, I think it's important because so many people are unaware. I think of the form of government we have in Little Rock, and it, it was formed back in the fifties. It's called a city manager form of government. It's modeled after a corporate form of governance with a CEO and a board of directors. This was back when you know people were real enamored with IBM and General Motors and said you know let's let's run government uh, like a business not a bad idea in theory but the problem is your CEO your city manager in our case is not elected so when you're talking about government which is supposed to be responsive to, to the, the people, people. Mm-hmm. you have somebody in charge who actually is not accountable to the people at all it's the board of directors responsibility to hire and fire the city manager just like in a corporation and 
Just like in a corporation, I believe the board has a fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders, in this case, the citizens of Little Rock, to hold the government accountable, make sure things are getting done. And in that context, the mayor is the chairman of the board. In any corporation, the chairman of the board leads the policy discussion and leads the opportunity to hold the government accountable. That's what we haven't had in Little Rock. And so as mayor, I want to make sure that first and foremost, you know, I am leading the policy discussion and the agenda for the city and holding the government accountable. And I think that if we don't see some real movement in the first six to eight months, because, you know, there will be resistance from the sure. bureaucracy and others, then we even, can. Even even good. And, and it's not good versus evil. But good people, quote unquote, will resist change because change is hard. Correct. Right. So there's even people that ultimately would probably get on board. But that initial change hurts. Right? Yeah. But yeah. what we have now isn't working. And so what's right. the definition of insanity? Yeah, it's doing the same, same thing, thing over and over and expecting, expecting a different, different results. results. Yeah. And we know that Little Rock um, can do better. And I think everybody understands that we've been impeded in many ways by this dysfunctional system. And as mayor, I want to be positive and I want to be productive and I want to work hard in a very visible and transparent way and in a way that you can measure what I do. You know, if I tell you I'm going to do this, I'm going to, you know, totally submit myself for for evaluation and measurement to see if I'm hitting my goals. But, you know, I'm going to do that all very publicly. And again, if it turns out that the system is what is, again, holding us back, then we need to give the voters a chance to remedy that. Well, and I I agree with that. You know, uh, if one of the things about our political system and is, you know, one of one of the first guests I had on today was Michael Tierney, who's running for uh, city council in Maumelle. And, uh, you know, we were talking and I think it may have been during a break. But, you know, it's that old. Uh, thing that you know our our political system is the worst thing out there except for everything else <laughs> that's right. right it's what we have and one of the things that we can always fall back to is if somebody's terrible we can throw the bum out right i mean that, and i'm being colloquial but you know you can kick them out you can't do that with the uh, city manager position that's right right they're not directly accountable to the people that's right and that so that's not truly government by the people of the people now you could argue well but they're we vote for the city directors and they no it's not you know somebody that important needs to be directly uh responsible for the people we got less than a minute warwick wow, that went fast yeah it always <laughs> does radio so there's real time and there's radio time uh is there anything else or you want to recap or or mention in the next 30 seconds or so well you know we've got two months till the election i think that this election for mayor of little rock is going to be very important because we're at a critical juncture for our city we have the chance to go in a new direction you know i think i have the combination of sort of new energy, new ideas, along with a real track record of accomplishment through my time in the legislature, my time in the private sector, all of my community service in Little Rock. I ask everyone, you know, go to SabinForMayor.com or check out my Facebook or my Twitter or any of that because you can learn a lot about me and my positions. And I think what we have is a great coalition that is made up of very different political parties and ideologies. Sorry, man. That was great work. Thanks so much for being on. We'll be back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, setting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. He'll be back with you Monday. Uh, we, for the almost the entire show up to now, well, it's already 4.30, Zach. Can you believe that? 4.36 and 13 seconds. Um, we've had candidate after It's been a candidate deluge. Tropical storm Gordon didn't just bring us a deluge of rain. It's brought us a deluge of candidates. Deluge. Huh? I never heard that word before. Deluge. Deluge. Yeah, you did. One time on Shane Plays, we did a geek news deluge. 
You don't remember that? Another time we had a geek news tsunami. So anyway, a deluge just means a lot of rain, huge amount of rain. So uh, we've had four political candidates. Uh, one after that, we had Michael Tierney, who is a uh, candidate for uh, Maumel City Council. Then we had Jane Ginn, who's a candidate for North Little Rock City Council. Then we had uh, Bill Carson, who's a candidate for uh, Justice of the Peace on the Pulaski County Quorum Court, also from the North Little Rock area. And then we just finished talking before the break with Warwick Sabin, who is a mayoral candidate for the city of Little Rock. And now for the rest of the show, uh, we're going to ease into, uh, you know, Dave likes to do fun Friday, geeky kind of stuff. And that's what we're going to do today. We should be joined 5 o'clock, 5.15, something like that, by Bill Brakeen, who uh, longtime listeners might know as a friend of the show. I think we're going to have uh, Joshua Heffy Heffington, also known as uh, Big Booty Heffington, according to what he told us. Uh, the last time we were on, he said his uh, Twitter handle is Big Booty. So Joshua Big Booty Heffington uh, was going to come in today. Uh, I think he would have had to come in from Fort Smith. He wasn't able to, uh, but he has arranged, I think, that uh, – the organizer of Arkansas Comic-Con, hmm. which is going on this weekend, Zach, yeah. uh, should be calling in at some point between now and six. Okay. So hopefully we'll get an update there. We'll have Bill uh, Bill Brakeen coming in, uh, and he's going to be geeking out with us, just having some fun. But uh, he also, there's some sort of um, some sort of libertarian event he was going to help promote. Uh, yeah. You know, Bill's very heavy in with the, with the libertarian uh, movement uh, in Arkansas and otherwise so zach what have you been up to lately man you gonna see any movies this week well i saw the nun last night oh my god the nun yeah part of the conjuring series yeah i've seen the i've seen the ads for that was it was it scary it was um to tell you the truth several times throughout the movie i almost wanted to fall asleep that bad huh it, it wasn't i wouldn't say it was bad but you know it was it was you know he had a lot of jump scares so of course that was keeping me awake that's not real horror though exactly right? i mean it's it's scary it scares you but right. it's not really horror exactly it's not, it's not giving you that unsettling sense of terror or unease there was no build-up you yeah. know attention basically throughout the film to me you know maybe yeah. to someone else but for me there was no build-up and basically i don't fall asleep during the movie if i'm paying for it i'm there where there's a recliner or a you're there to be entertained exactly I'm right there, you know and so that's why you're spending your hard-earned money to i mean basically about four or five times throughout the movie i was like man this really? movie is just not doing it for me i expected more of it because i love the two conjuring films i haven't know, seen them you know and those are really good i don't watch as much horror as i used to uh-huh. uh i used to watch a lot yeah um, i'll still watch some here and there okay uh especially if it seems more I don't want to say cerebral, but if it's yeah. more about really setting an atmosphere rather than just showing the gut spilling out. And all, like, I have no interest in watching Saw. Okay. I, those movies. Right. Just, I, it's just not where I'm at. Um, but if it's, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a good horror movie I've seen in the past few years that was, I know, I know, I know I've seen a couple, but mm-hmm. I, I can't think off the top of my head. But, yes. you know, I want it more about, uh, you know, build it, build it up. Give me a true, like, really make me uneasy. I think a movie know? this year perfectly fit that description would be a quiet place. I want to see that. See, I that actually would like to great. see that. You know, yeah. you, you know. See, I don't even want to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I want to. I, I I know that 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 it involves uh, some it, deaf characters, and there's some. 
it's bad just, guys that somehow respond to sound or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, you see, I want to. Yeah. I don't even want to okay. spoil it All for right. you, you know, because it's a really good movie. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Okay, it's definitely up. There. Yeah, I know it. I know it got good reviews. Oh man, it was. I mean. I just don't ever want to say got more. The, it's got the dude from The Office in it. Yep, um, him. And plus, he's playing Jack Ryan on the Amazon series. Yeah. What um, do you, have you seen the Amazon series? I just watched the first two episodes so far. That's yep. it. And yep. um, Krasinski is name. John Krasinski. That's it. And he's the husband of Emily Blunt, okay. who's also in the movie with them. Not, you know, to be blunt about it, mm-hmm. Emily's in the movie. Yeah. So uh, y- this will make you happy because you're like a big anime fan, right? Yeah. I, I, got, I got the basic subscription to crunchy roll oh really so i guess i'm officially watching anime now cool yeah because yeah. i pay for it every month as well yeah mm-hmm. i got the minimum whatever the minimum was six dollars something like that's that. what it is premium yeah. mm-hmm. so uh you know i've been watching dragon ball uh-huh um dragon ball super and all that yeah uh, and then uh the move the the first series that i'm watching on Crunchyroll because more than one person i know that watches a lot of anime has recommended it is called overlord have okay. you seen it? I have not. It's it's basically this kid uh or young adult, young man or whatever that they were shutting down his favorite MMORPG and he decided to stay in at until the moment they shut it down. Okay. And when it turned off, he suddenly found himself in the in like a real world that was like that world. Really? Yeah, so that's it's kind of interesting. I'm yeah, it's called, it's called Overlord. Okay. Yeah, I got a whole list of and I've only watched one or two episodes of it, but I've had a lot of people recommend that to me, so. Okay, cuz it seems like it but it came out last year, I believe, in Yeah, it's all like season 3 and I've mm-hmm. been watching My Hero Academia and I got to uh, get into that. I like it. Okay. You know, but I mean, I, you know, I I don't watch a lot of anime. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of Japanese anime. I called it Japanese animation growing up. Mhm. Um, and then, you know, here and there I'd watch like anime movies or whatever. See, I like some of the old, like, you know, Cowboy Bebop. See, I never could get into, I gotta have a story, man. And Cowboy (laughs) Bebop is just like, every episode is like a 20 minute long fever dream, man. I just, I can't deal with it. Well, see, you got that, you know, the Ghost in the Shell series. Yeah, I've seen mm -hmm. the the first one. And, um, I even like going back, watch Street Fighter 2 series. You know, that's on Amazon free. So I watch it there. And, um, you know, Amazon just got rid of Batman. And Superman, the animated series, yeah, for free. That sucked. Well, they're probably going to probably because Warner Brothers is maneuvering to do their own streaming service. That's probably right. that's the problem. See, these okay for a while you had cable and satellite and did 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 and all this stuff, and then everybody cut the cord, and yep. now they're just bringing the cord back, but in a different way. Exactly. So I've got to. I can't just pay for internet. And then, you know, have everything uh, and have everything on Netflix. Yeah, pay six dollars. I gotta for this. pay six, seven, seven, eight, ten, whatever, all these different places. And it's gonna be the exact same thing. Exactly. It's gonna be the exact same thing. Exactly. That's it's it. just but instead of one monthly cable bill, right. you're gonna have right. however much. And see to me, you know, the reason why I will always keep cable is because sports. You know, I wanna see it live. I don't wanna be delayed by a minute. Two minutes. I want to be live when the action happens. I want to see it live. So that's why you know. Basically, that's the reason for cable for me. Well, I'll, I'll, I still have cable. The reason I still have cable mm-hmm. uh, is that having cable mm-hmm. will let you log in to uh, apps and websites exactly. all over the internet yep. that let you watch stuff. Right. So right. if like if if it's a channel mm-hmm. or or a TV show that's carried on mm-hmm. your cable, mm-hmm. you can log in. Exactly. So for me, you know, not having HBO on on cable, well, still I could pay for that 
cheaply through um, Amazon. You yeah. know, like I said, pay for just a couple of channels, not too many. Yeah. When you, it's like I said, when you're adding up the entire, all the different subscriptions, it's the same, same yeah. bill, basically. No, it's, they're just, they're getting it back. You know, they, uh, you know, they're, if they can, you know, they're not going to let revenue just yeah. fly away. They're going to yeah. get it back if they can. So now, uh, it's going to be a bunch of walled gardens. Yeah, and, and it, it hurt my feelings when I saw Batman and Superman just go. Yeah. It had that tag next to Amazon Prime, so it's free from like, yes, I could watch it every night before I go to sleep. Now, they got to pay for it. Yep. Like, how are you going to do that to me? You really? got to pay for it. It touched me. It, oh, Did it hurt you? It hurt me. That's why I still buy stuff on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. I will, I will hit Game Exchange, mm-hmm. all these used. I'm always looking in the bargain bins. Yeah. Because then you got it. No mm-hmm. matter what they do online, you got it. Yeah. You know, I've got most of the original Batman, the animated series, and mm-hmm. Superman. Speaking of, I was at Walmart last night. I didn't pick it up. I was there for some other stuff. But did you see that they have a The Ray animated movie? Really? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they did the Death of Superman animated movie. That came out. Uh, have with, you seen that one yet? I have. It Was it good? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, I thought it. they did a pretty good job with it. Um, and then, you know, uh, within the next year or two, they'll do part two, which is the reign of... Su- they're actually telling the straight up right. death of Superman, and then you have mm-hmm. the reign of Superman, which is four different... Okay. You know, like Superboy, Steel, okay. the Eradicator, Cyborg Superman show up, all claiming to be the real Superman. And, you know, so the, the death of Superman storyline, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize, is it doesn't end with... right doomsday killing him Mm -hmm. that's halfway through yeah and then you have a whole nother uh storyline unfold you know dc does a great job with their animated films they really do they really do i've got i've you know and that's what's interesting about death superman the movie that part one that they just came out with several years ago i mean this is when blockbuster was still open Mm -hmm. that tells you how long ago this Mm was i'm walking you know down cruising the shelves at blockbuster and there's a I think they just called it Superman Doom or Doomsday, whatever the very first DC animated movie was in the series. Okay. I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, took it home, watched it, uh, rented it. I didn't just run off with it. (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, watched it and it was okay, but they really heavily adapted the doomsday story and you know they yeah there was superman yeah there was doomsday but they really mm-hmm. they didn't go anywhere near as deep right into the storyline as as but that's that was the first one they threw out there yeah and then they just keep putting more and more out mm-hmm. and uh yeah i've gotten them all okay. it, you know i mean that it's interesting i i feel like and now i know that uh and we got to get to a break here in a second but marvel has some good animated stuff don't get me right. wrong they right. have, they've got a couple of tv shows mm-hmm. And whatnot, but and and but Marvel dominates the movie theater exactly. But when it comes to the cartoons, yeah. and the animated movies, yes. DC owns it easily. I mean, straight up owns it, right? You know that doesn't mean that the Avengers cartoon isn't any good. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But DC is owning and see, the animated space, and this is why I'm not a DC or Marvel guy. You yeah, know, I, just, I, like I both. want both. Yeah, that's both. I've never been a DC Ex- or Marvel guy or Marvel. Marvel, it doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. Just let me enjoy my. Anyway, I got to get us to a break. We come back at some point. Like I said, Bill Burkeen should be showing up. Hopefully, uh, the Arkansas Comic Con will call in. I've got uh, some other stuff. I've got a calendar here. At some point today, we'll go through. I, I kind of 
made a note of all the cool, fun, kind of geeky stuff uh, okay. that's going to be happening uh, in Arkansas over the next couple of months. Uh, but I, I want to talk, and I don't want to get heavy into this because it's Fun Friday. But when we come back from the break, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Nike thing and the shoes. Like I said, we're not going to get deep because it's, it's you know, I don't I don't want to get all crazy. But we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Folks, if you, if you have an opinion on what's going on with Nike or, or if you want to call in for anything else, it's 501-823-0965 right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stacks, setting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. We've got uh, about seven minutes till five o'clock, so... Can't believe we're already almost to the five o'clock hour, uh, Zach. I guess uh, sometime in the five o'clock hour, we should be joined by an old friend of the Dave Ellswick show, Bill Brackeen. So hopefully we'll hear from him as part of our fun Friday. Um, okay. So I mentioned before the break, and like I said, I'm not going to get heavy with this. Uh, I'm really not. But I do I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Nike Colin Kaepernick, right? Kaepernick. Kaepernick. So I got two things to say. Actually, three things. Maybe four. I don't know. I've got some things to say, Zach. First, if you think that Nike, hey, there's Bill Burkeen, jump on in here. The man, the myth, the legend, Bill Burkeen. When's the last time you were on the show, big guy? Circa sometime last year. I you think. got sucked into a life vortex for yeah. a while, but yeah. it's good to have you on. I know. Well, after the five o'clock hour, I'll let, I know there's a uh, 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 an event you wanted to promote, so we'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, throw us the name of it, and we'll talk more about it after the break. Liberty Fest. Liberty Fest. All right, a fest of liberties, as it were. So you walked in. Your timing is impeccable. I'm just about to As talk usual. about Kaepernick and Nike. Yeah, Kaepernick. So, Kaepernick, yeah. Yes, he, yeah. He, he, Zach just uh, yeah. corrected me, too. The I, guy. I have an angle on this that nobody's talking about. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to hit that with you once you're. Once well, you here's it. it was, so it's Fun Friday, so I promise people I'm not going to go super heavy. Uh, and if I if you don't get a chance to go before the break, I'll let you unleash your take after. All Here's all I got to say on it. If you don't think Nike knew that they were going to get a big, massive blood. They knew, okay, there's no surprise here on Nike's part. They did it on purpose. Uh, Now, whether or not the reaction was stronger than they expected, I guess only they know. But they knew when they chose him to be part of their advertising, given how much of a live wire that whole discussion is and the whole, you know, Pledge of Allegiance and kneeling and football. They knew that people were going to go bat poop crazy when when he became a spokesman. That's that's it. If you if you if you think Nike is surprised by this at all, or this wasn't calculated to be part of the entire uh, campaign, I, I don't know. I, I can't help you. There's no way that Nike didn't factor this in. Now, sometimes you can factor stuff in, and the reaction is. You're like, oh, I, that 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 dynamite was stronger than we expected, but the actual, the initial, and people, you know, heads exploding and all that, Nike knew and and, cal- and, and counted on it because it, it 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 
Everybody, I'm talking about right now, everybody, Nike, 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 mm-hmm. Nike. And that's by design. Yeah, by design. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, they want to be seen, they want to appeal to the, the edgy rebel against the rebel against the seas system and that 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 the spokesman is mm-hmm. okay it's all calculated i'm hold on i'm not done okay. like i said I'll, I'll probably let you go after the break uh this when i say it's fun friday and i wasn't gonna go too deep i i don't even know who this person is but i want to share their take on it okay if you want to burn your nikes burn your nikes i mean personally i think that sharing pictures of things burning in a yard is not the best image to send when a lot of the uh, kneeling during football, whether you agree with it or not, is protesting against like, you know, uh, uh, civil rights infractions and this and that and and things burning in yards is kind of part of that imagery. So I just want to point that out. But if you want to burn your shoes, burn your shoes. They're, you they're you your paid shoes. for them. As long as you don't go burn somebody else's shoes, I man, I'm 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 with you. But I don't even know who this person is. But somebody named Laura Loomer on Twitter said this, and it's, they said they're an investigative journalist. They're a former Project Veritas operative, proud American Jew, unverified. I guess they got unverified on Twitter or something. Here's what they said, and I think this is some good food for thought. Please don't burn your Nikes. There are so many homeless people who don't have shoes and winter is approaching. Just donate your Nikes to a homeless shelter or Goodwill. Someone in need who doesn't care about politics could use them. And I just wanted to share that as food for thought. Yeah, there there are lots of people gathering, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, saying, hey, donate them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, don't destroy them. Donate them. Right. You know, give them to give them to veterans. Right. You know, that you kind know. of thing. Now, would, does this make me less inclined to buy Nikes? You bet. Your bottom dollar, it makes me less inclined to buy Nikes. But I, I'm just like, I'm not a, in, enraged about it. Because if yeah. I get enraged about it, then I'm playing into what Nike was hoping would happen. Now, you've got about a minute yeah. and a half. Is that enough time to give your take? Or uh, do you want to wait? I'll, I'll do it after the break. Okay. So right. so it, it's it's pretty quick, and, and it's okay. not something anybody's really saying about it. And uh, and I, I think a lot of people are really missing their ultimate goal. Okay, so we got about a minute. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Liberty Fest? After all, all. Right. Liberty Fest is our uh, biannual, the Libertarian Party's biannual Meet the Candidates event. Uh, we're going to hold it at Moorhart Park in Mabelvale. Uh, there's going to be numerous Libertarian candidates there uh, giving stump speeches. Mark West for governor will be there. Frank Gilbert for lieutenant governor will be there. Uh, Joe Swafford for uh, U.S. Congress District 2 is going to be there. There's going to be several others. I don't have the list right at hand. I can maybe cover that after the break as well. Yeah, we got about uh, 20 seconds. So, so uh, come on, it's, it's tomorrow from tomorrow. 11 to 2. From 11 we, to 2. We've got a pavilion, so if it rains, you can come on in. Is it's it, just fine. And I take it it's free? Yes. Show up and, and, and be festive about liberty Yep. with libertarians. All right. We'll be back with Bill Burkeen and others on the Dave Ellswick Show. Welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. Wow, we are already in the 5 o'clock hour on this Friday, September 7th. Uh, thanks for tuning in, allowing us to be part of your afternoon in this this last hour of, of uh, Friday. So it's the last hour of the last day of the Dave Ellswick Show this week. Yep. There you go. So joined that uh, voice you hear is uh, Bill Brackeen. He is a longtime friend 
of the Dave Ellswick Show and just due to the life vortex hasn't been able to join in a while, but he's here today where we've uh, talked to a lot of political candidates today and uh, we're kind of shifting towards the end of the show, just relax a little bit, have a little fun, uh, which of course means we're talking about Nike, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've promised to keep it uh, not not super heavy. If you're like, who is that? I- I'm Shane Stacks. I'm guest hosting for Dave, uh, but setting in for, but never replacing. He'll be back with you on Monday. Now, now, before the break, I gave my uh, non-heavy take on Nike, yeah. and and Bill has a, has a take he wants to offer. So so take it away, All Bill. Right. Well, this kind of struck me as I was watching the football game last night, and uh, the Nike ad ran. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you touched on a couple of things uh, about it that uh, that were in in my view correct. I mean, Nike did this because first of all, they wanted the pub. Mm-hmm. which they got they got it and they're continuing to get it every time you share one of those memes making fun yeah. of, the, of the campaign well, we're talking and, about and it now. we're talking about yeah. it right now right so they got that that but in my view that's a short-term goal right the second thing you also touched on is they want to be edgy right and, and hip and whatever whatever the the kids are calling it these days right. uh and that's also a short they want to be goal. they want to be woke yeah i don't even know if that's cool anymore yeah but they nike's woke yeah, and that's also a short-term goal. Yeah, as I was watching the ad, and they had uh, you know scene after scene after scene in this ad of all of these iconic athletes who are Nike spokespeople. Well, yeah, they had LeBron James, they had Serena Serena Williams, they had a couple. They had the and I and I apologize for not remembering his name. The there's a a, a rookie. Uh, linebacker or safety for the seattle seahawks who just came out of college he played at the south florida and he had and he only has one hand and okay he, and he was drafted and, and made the team and he's going to start sunday i think zach knows the name yeah zach um, i think Shaq griffin is his name i think that's right. correct okay uh he was in the ad okay and it occurred to me what nike's long-term goal with this campaign is it's not to sell shoes at least not in, that's not the the main thrust of it I mean, obviously, they do want to sell shoes and apparel and all that kind of thing because that's their business. But what they really want to do here is they're not talking to you and they're not talking to me. Right. We're not the target. They're talking to kids Mm -hmm. who look up to all those athletes and want to be LeBron Mm -hmm. James Mm -hmm. and want to be Serena Williams and want to be Shaq Griffin and want to because they're going to be the Nike spokespeople of the future of the future. And that's what this ad is all about i wonder they they want to to have those kids grow up wanting to be right the nike spokesperson well and you know i i I totally agree with that here's the problem though i guess if i was going to analyze it that way which i think you have a good take the younger the kid who's most likely to buy those shoes well, again, it's not about selling shoes right, <laughs> right now. Right now, but you've still it, got to sell shoes. Right, but right. but I mean, they're focusing the. I mean, there are there there are a lot of people who who are not happy with them over over right. picking Colin Kaepernick as their spokesperson. Right. I would say there's at least as many people who are are, are are not unhappy about it. Maybe they're not jumping for joy, but they're but they're right. not but they're not affected by it. Or and there right. are some people who are overjoyed by it. Right. So they're they're basically they've gotten what they wanted out of this. They've got their pub. They've got people who are people who are excited about it. People right. who are angry about it. it. It's it's all to me. It's as I watch that ad, it just 
came very very much home to me that this is targeted toward that audience that i'm talking about they're talking about like the eight to 12 year olds who are going to be that next lebron james right and so who they want to grow up having a goal of being having a nike shoe with their name on it right that they can then sell those shoes to the rest of that generation down the road well and i like i said i think that's a good take i just uh you know corporations are made up of human beings Mm -hmm. and they can have can be as fallible as anything else i i just you know i wonder do they factor in everything like uh you know it's usually not a good idea when a commercial entity chooses sides and they whether they like it or not they've chosen sides by making him the the spokesman so we'll see you know what what happens i i totally i totally agree with you that there is a there is a uh, a portion of the population uh, and it's not even about race; it's socioeconomic spectrum or political beliefs or mm-hmm. whatever that is probably not just not upset, but like, yeah, that's so mm-hmm. awesome! You did that. Oh, absolutely, there yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's not maybe; it's there yeah. is. And and and, and, yeah. and I'm going to say something very controversial on this show. <laughs> okay, they're they're not necessarily wrong to feel that way. Yeah, well, you are. They got to win. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's all about your personal perspective and from their perspective, that's a win. It's a huge win for the people that have support, either supported the concept of kneeling during the national anthem or indirectly supported the right of people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I, my, my chances of buying a Nike shoe in the near future have have fallen dramatically, but I'm like we point. Yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah, I mean, I, audience, and, you know? I, and I'll just be blunt. Yeah. I I don't care. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I've never tuned into a football game to watch yeah. the national anthem. Not once. If I'm at the game and the anthem is played, I'll stand for it. Right. Uh, but I'm not in my living room standing up with my hand on my heart, looking looking for the flag on the TV to salute it. It's just. I'm probably getting a sandwich or going to the bathroom right. or something. I mean, it's it's just not it's not a big deal and for you. It it also kind of irks me that the military pays the NFL to put on these these patriotic displays as a recruiting tool. I mean, they they have the right. It's a commercial. They can do right. that. But it's to me, it's kind of disingenuous patriotism. And uh, and and the other thing about it is, of course, is that he the, this form the, the specific form the protest took was suggested to Kaepernick by a veteran, so it wouldn't offend veterans. Interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, right. I mean, I mean, it, it backfired, and I and, right. I and I do think it was a counterproductive protest. I think right. he would have been better off forming if he was this concerned about police brutality and and things like this he should have formed a foundation partnered with the nfl he could have been arm in arm with with you know police unions and things like that uh, with working toward unity instead of this divisive thing that they've done yeah and i think everybody would have been happier and better off yeah you you i but i don't i don't think you're wrong so we'll we'll see anyway it is any any other day are we having fun yet yeah any other day on day (laughs) i would want to i'd want to swan dive into this further but we are we're trying to end the uh end the show on a today on a uh, on a more fun relaxed note so uh after the break we'll we'll talk about uh 
I've got a uh, a schedule of cool, fun, geeky stuff to do around Arkansas over the next couple of months. So we'll talk about some of that. We may talk about a smartwatch and something really strange about a smartwatch uh, that I just bought that I'm probably going to go take it back. So I'll, uh, I will I uh, will talk about that as well. Uh, folks, if you want to call in, it's 501-823-0965. Uh, that's 501-823-0965. We'll be back with more. Dave Ellswick show after this. I'd start. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick show. This is Shane Stack setting in for, but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. He'll be back with you on Monday. Joined by Bill Brackeen, longtime friend of the Dave Ellswick show. And we're just going to kind of have fun and, and uh, hang out and talk about fun, geeky stuff and whatnot uh, until the six o'clock hour. Thanks so much for letting us be a part of your Friday afternoon, whether you're driving home or maybe driving to work or already home or at work, whatever it is you're doing. Thanks so much. So, so Bill. Yes, Jay. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me let me ask you. And I've and I've got a calendar of cool, fun, geeky stuff to do around Arkansas from like now out to like November third and fourth. So we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But I got to I got to I got You're a logical guy. Yes. Right, you're mm-hmm. okay. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about s- smart watches for a second. Okay, okay. I, I you have some sort of Fitbit or something. Like what a, is that? I've got like a hand me down uh, original style Fitbit. Right, that would belong to my wife at one point, and uh, she got a new one, which my son has, and then she got an Apple Watch. So okay, so you your your family is I would say a smartwatch family. Yeah, you, yeah. You, okay, so. I when I, when I I I used to contract uh, for Verizon Wireless Corporate for a couple of years uh, doing website work, and while I was there, I I, I got a um, it was a, not a Fitbit a Fitbit it was a Vivo Fit I think the yeah. Jarman mm-hmm. and uh, you know a year or two ago about a year ago I probably started wearing it because I was trying to lose weight and this mm-hmm. and that and the other and da da and I got used to wearing it and getting the statistics and all that. Well, then the, the band, uh, you know, the actual band broke yeah. or mm-hmm. something. And, and, and so I ordered, uh, a cheapo Hong Kong special for like a dollar 25 off eBay. Yeah. Wore that for a while, but it started irritating or chafing. I, I don't know. So I started keeping my eyes out and started looking at smartwatches. Well, I was in Verizon the other day looking at phones to upgrade for my wife, probably for Christmas. And I got to looking at their smartwatches and, they're like, you know, uh, you could you could just charge that to your account, accessories and whatnot. So uh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do that. It's time for a new watch, new smartwatch mm-hmm. or whatever. So, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give the the name, the brand, and all that because everything I'm gonna share, it, they they have said themselves on their website. So, it's, okay. what is it if it's spoken? It's slander. If it's printed, yeah, it's libel. It's, yeah. Okay, this is not slander. As, as Mr. Jameson says, in print, it's libel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, so um, speaking of uh, that Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie or game is out now yeah. on, on PS4 and whatnot. So, uh, and it's getting rave reviews. But anyway, so uh, this is a, a Fitbit Versa. Okay. Okay. And I, you know, I compared the three different models they had there mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, well, I'll, I'll take that Fitbit Versa. It looks cool. And it ended up being much more of a smartwatch than I expected. It has apps you can put on it, and mm-hmm. it, it'll buzz and show you your text messages and all that. I love all that. 
Got my little Star Trek. See, I've got the uh, the L cars. Mm-hmm. Star oh, Trek: yeah. The New Generation, yeah. Next Generation uh, user interface yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. There, played around with different watch faces. I liked it. I wore it for a few days. And I'm like, this is pretty neat. And then my wife and I drove to Texas and back over the weekend. Well, as I was sitting in a car driving, I racked up eight or nine thousand mm-hmm. steps. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a, that's a common hazard. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, I, I guess some. So I got online and started looking to research this because you're the first person I've ever heard mention that's a common hazard. Yeah. My other one didn't. My Vivo Fit, whatever mm-hmm. the heck, it wouldn't do it. You know, the, yeah. the steps you took or the steps that it measured. Now, so I got online and whatever model was before the Versa, I can't remember off the top of my head, did not do that. Yeah. And evidently, the model that follows the Versa doesn't do that. Yeah. But the Versa does that. Yeah, it's notorious for it or something. I, and, and, yeah, and, th- this one I've got on, this is yeah. a, this is an original Fitbit charge. Yeah. And it does it. If I, if I drive in the car for a long time, the vibration of the car yeah. fools it. Well, this isn't just, I mean, I've started noticing, like, if I, you know, if I drive to work, it's racking up steps. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what what year is it? Last time I checked, it was 2018. 2018. Where the hell is my flying car? <laughs> well, they can't even get a, a Fitbit that that doesn't that won't. I mean, it's tracking. They're like, I'm. Wearing, You're clearly upset. I'm wearing this thing <laughs> because I want to track. Yeah, my so you want biometrics. You, you would like a certain amount of accuracy. With yeah. That. So but, I, I just you know, as a logical guy, is it too much to expect that if the model before doesn't do it, and the model mm-hmm. after doesn't do it is it too much to expect the model in the middle and here's the thing when you go on and ask about it fitbit's official response is like well there's an app you can download and tell it when you're driving nobody wants to do i'm not you know yeah. you just want to wear it and forget it yes I understand. so am, I, am mean, I am here, i being unreasonable here well i Yes and no. I mean, it, 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 here, here's the thing. Right. You, you are not unreasonable to want the device to do what it's supposed to do. Right. It's probably unreasonable to expect them to get it right all the time. The, this is software. Right. It's buggy. They, they do an upgrade, and it causes problems they didn't anticipate. Right. And there will be some probably some sort of patch down the road that will fix it. They're, that's they're, the thing that they told you to do on the phone is probably a stopgap that they're telling people to do until they can get it fixed. Well, I, right. I, no, I, I mean, but you shouldn't. And I agree. Yeah. That I mean, I you know, and and obviously it's not a big deal to me because I'm still wearing this thing right. and it does it, and I've known that for the five years that I've had it. Right. But it's. I mean, to me, it's just like eh, it's, it. It just didn't work right. So, <laughs> I mean, it. But I kind of also attributed that to this being one of the first ones they made. Well, that's and, that's and, the point. This is why I'm kind of like, really, yeah. Like, okay, so here's here's the thing: the model before it didn't do it. Yeah. The model after it doesn't do it. So don't you think that yeah. before there, you unleash it upon the public that that would be part of the quality control? I mean, how you, does you, that happen? You would think that, and then accounting tells you, hey, we've got to make this much money back. Right. In six we've months. got to sell these so, things. Right. Yeah. So we'll get them out there and fix it later. Um. I mean, you. It's just one of those things. I mean, I, I, uh, I appreciate your problem, and uh, wish you good luck with it. And, yeah. Well, uh, I've got a solution. Yeah. I'm taking it back yeah. because when I bought it, they said you've got two weeks, no questions asked. So I'm yeah. either going to get the model before it, 
yeah. or the model after it. But the Versa, well, just, just hand it back to him and say, "I got no questions." Yeah, yeah. I was, the Versa is going bye bye. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty basic. That's a fail. Yeah, that's a hashtag smartwatch fail. Now, if I was using it just as a smartwatch and I didn't care about the steps yeah. and all that stuff, I, whatever. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, fail. I mean, it, it also does depend on how important that feature is to you. That, I mean, it's pretty important. I mean, you know, you know I, I mean, for for it to be a Fitbit, I would say that would probably be a major yeah, right, consideration. It's not an Apple I mean, watch. yeah, if you it, were buying it to be an Apple Watch and right. you know, and to and to play you know, text pong with right. somebody on it, then right. then probably not. But now, it, it, to say something positive, uh, other than that, I'm very impressed with it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like how it feels. I like how it looks. I like all the apps I can put yeah, on well, it. Prob- I like all probably, that. I, and I'll go ahead and tell you, probably all that uh, functionality that it has is what's causing the problem because it's it's oversensitive in some other some Something's area. Where, up. Yeah, and they haven't they haven't licked that issue yet. Well, the Versa is about to. Uh, I'm yeah. about to diversify mm-hmm. my uh, my smart smartwatch portfolio. options. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's going back. And like I say, you know, there's probably like people well you can't you can't talk about products on air by name you'll get you know it this is all on their own websites they admit it you know so it's not like i'm just you know throwing mud at them you know so anyway yeah if if anybody's out there if you if you're like i love my smartwatch or i hate mine or what a a bunch of weirdos wear a normal Mm -hmm. watch you can call 501 yeah, eight two three zero nine six five. I like goodness. my dumb watch. Yeah, I like my watch is dumb. Yeah, I like it. That's the only problem I have with the smartwatch thing. Now I've seen a couple from Samsung that are starting to look pretty sharp. Yeah, but they just don't have you know they don't have that classy look yet. Yeah, that that, that a lot of people wear watches for. Yeah, you know and yeah. Well, I will. I'm going to take a moment here to to dovetail into one of my newer obsessions. All right, we got about thirty seconds. Okay, which are which is these uh, these box subscriptions? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm doing a, a clothes box subscription. Currently. They send you like a whole outfit, right? Well, they send you yep. a set of clothes. It's right. not necessarily a, a single outfit. Um, I'm doing. I, I I tried Stitch Fix. Um, that was kind of a disaster they uh they ask you all these questions about your style yeah, and, then, and then they ignore it <laughs> it's like what you, just send me what you're gonna send well, me i mean and i'm having i'm about to have the same right, problem with the we gotta one. get to a break we'll okay. take it back up after on the dave ellswick show all right hey welcome back to the dave ellswick show this is shane stack setting in for dave ellswick but never replacing dave ellswick he'll be back with you on monday we are already it's already 5 35 that blows me away got about 25 minutes left in the hour and in the show and we were talking over the break about the the trials and tribulations of a clothing box service. These these service these subscription mm-hmm. services for razors or uh, geek products or games mm-hmm. or clothes or whatever, and they send you kind of random stuff every month. And yeah. and Bill was filling me in on on the trials and tribulations. Yeah. Well, I mean. Like I said, I, I tried uh, initially a service called Stitch Fix. I found the clothes to be a little bit pricey, and they were a little bit loose on. Uh, they would they would ask you all these questions about your style, and will, yeah, they you, they have an app on the phone. You can kind of give an up or down to whatever piece of clothing they're showing you, and they had a tendency to send me stuff that I told them that I didn't like. So I canceled that one, and now I'm using Bombfell. And uh, I've been a little happier with the clothing. The 
Um, these I found that these services are really hard to get a pair of dress pants out of, though. Yeah, as you're saying, I, you keep I, I begging for uh, pants. And, and I'm not. like, send, I, I need a pair of pants I can wear with a suit. And they just – They they won't do it. They, well, now my, what sti- I love my, is my stylist yeah. for Bombfill has – has, 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 They assign you a person who picks out the clothes for you. Yeah. Oh, and, so there's a person yeah, behind there, Yeah, there's a per- Well, how can they – okay, so this blows me away, all right, because you were explaining to me during the break that you were specifically like – Send me pants, and then you were like, "I don't want stripes and checkers and polka." Mm-hmm. And they were sending you exactly, specifically what you said you didn't want. So how yeah. can that happen with a person behind it? Well, I think that with the first service I was using, the person was either asleep at the wheel or whatever stock they had at that time. Right? They their choices were limited or something like that. I I, I don't really know, you know, the ins and outs of it. Now my the the person i mean for all i know this might just be a computer program right but the, that's what the, i would the, the, the style the results you were getting the, the, the style i mean they, they send me emails right and they respond to specific things that i've said um but the lady who's allegedly my stylist at this point she's she's told me a couple of times that they just don't have any pants that she likes for me which i take that to mean that they don't have it they don't have something like that in stock right uh at the moment or that's not what they're pushing right now right or, or anything like well that. yeah because the way that these for one of a better word loot crate services work mm-hmm. is they partner up with all these people who yeah. are looking to offload inventory yeah and then so it you know yeah. you, you they got to work with what they get yeah yeah so you're getting the dregs the dregs yeah, but uh but the bomb fill service has been really good at the, the there's a big discount involved uh it's not it's not expensive uh, and the clothes are nice, so I'm happy with that. Now, what made me think to bring that up was when you were talking about your watch. There's a, there's a service that I've been wanting to try, but I, it's a little pricier than what I normally do for these things, and it's called Watch Gang. And they send and you a watch. They every send day. you a watch every month, and the, the watches are very nice. I've, I've I've you know gazed longingly at the website looking at them, and, and they're not they're not smart watches. They're they're you know standard analog uh, timepieces, right? And uh, they say that like once a week they send a subscriber a f- somewhere in America or how whatever their service area is a Rolex. That's crazy. <laughs> so you're basically so, kind of playing the lottery. Yeah, like, yeah, kind of. You get the Rolex. Yeah, I'm paying eighty nine bucks a month, yeah. and after seventy months they sent me a Rolex for free. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not, yeah, I don't, I've never done one of the loot crate for one of a better term services, yeah. but there's, I mean, there's some pretty yeah. interesting ones out now, there. Our, our friend Michael Brown indulges in the in the loot crate stuff. Yeah, stuff. well, he used to do videos where he would yeah he would unboxing videos, unboxing yeah. to see what he got in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, so uh, there you go. Uh, and I, I want to clarify since I'm trying uh, not to accidentally slander. I actually, uh, while we were talking over the break, also went and did some more research on the Fitbit Versa, and evidently it's uh, it's uh, next model up. The Ionic also has the count because I I could have swore I read before that, but I do know that the the uh, there was a model before it that didn't do it. You know, so anyway, there evidently you're supposed to either there's an app you're supposed to put on your watch and tell it, hey, I'm driving right now, or B. Uh, you can go in there and retroactively enter yeah. times you were driving. Now, I, I would prefer because, like, let's, for example, Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. the app on, you know, the, the crate, that thing senses when you're going over a certain speed and will will not let you play. Right. Right. So I 
I guess I just expect too much that the watch would do yeah, I, the and, same thing. And I mean, and this is me completely talking out of my out of my hat here, but I would suspect out of your arse, yes, that okay. it's that it's probably a hardware issue. Yeah, because if it's the next version up, it's probably using components that the previous version didn't have or right. support, or they had to add something to add yeah. functionality. That, yeah, yeah, or something. And it's and it's throwing a monkey wrench in the works. Darn it all. Uh, okay, so. This is uh, – I'll tell you what I did, Bill. Uh, we've, got, we've got about 20 minutes left. I want to – there's a uh, – there's uh, over the next several weeks, uh, uh, there's – I put together this kind of collection of, of, uh, of fun things, fun geeky things to do. So whether you're already a geek and you're wanting to satisfy your geek tooth or, or, or you look upon the geeks from afar and yearn to become a geek – then here here's some activities that can that can help get you in into into the world. So uh and you can even you can even uh you can be my my uh Statler and Waldorf and you can either approve or heckle okay. heckle these choices. So uh having said I did bring in my tricorder. Okay. Uh, Dave loved this thing the last time. So I'm gonna scan the horizon and there they are. They're loading okay. up. It, it's 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 gone two months into the future, and now it's displaying on my smartwatch. Okay. See, I've got my smartwatch yep. hooked up with the old tricorder. Okay. So here we go. All right, ready? Okay. Yep. Now this one has already passed, but I I'm I for whatever reason I can't remember what's going on. I couldn't go to either showing, and I lament it. I lament it, Bill. Um, you know they do the riff tracks. Right, which is mm-hmm. MST three. It's basically Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Some of the same people. Yeah, and you can go to the theater and they'll do a live live riff tracks, riff so, tracks. Yeah, and then they'll do a rebroadcast. Yeah, they did crawl at the end. I would have so <laughs> wished I could have gone to crawl. I've never seen crawl. What I've seen bits and pieces oh, of no, it I've got, over the years. Hold on a second. So. Well, no, your DNA is registering as '80s geek. Yeah. I don't. What's going on? Here? Uh, it it came out in the '80s in the middle of a bunch of and a bunch of a ton of sci-fi movies. It was the one that I couldn't get anybody to take me to. I think I saw and, it on HBO or something. And I did not have we we did not have HBO at the household when it was on HBO. I gotcha. So I have, I've, like I said, I've seen big chunks of it here and there, yeah. out of order, right, and all that. But I've never actually watched the the movie from beginning to end. You know, I was like that until this past weekend with Willow. Yeah, and I finally mm-hmm. said I can't call myself an '80s geek and have never watched Willow. Yeah, so I watched Willow over the weekend. Yeah, also never seen Tron. Hold on, this is getting troubling. <laughs> How are you registering as an '80s geek? Because the tricorder mm-hmm. confirms that you're an '80s yeah. geek, and it was the same same kind of deal. Just, Tron. just we we lived out in out in the country, couldn't get in to Man. see it when it was in the theater. All right, so you need, I need, we, I don't know if we need to uh, you're, I don't play know the video you, game a lot. I don't know if you need to get your family and the kids over one night for a movie or something, but I, you know, we need to watch Crawl and Tron. This has to be rectified. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I see. I noted. I was like, "How have I never seen these movies?" Even though I know all about them through pop culture references, I had never watched Labyrinth all the way through. Yeah, I'm not and I never watched Labyrinth. I liked it. Yeah, you know, uh, but I'd never watched. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, 
and Willow, which was a you know big George Lucas mm-hmm. and all, you know uh, all this stuff. And I and I, and I was watching mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace, yeah, because I'm a Star Wars fan, even the prequels. Yeah, and there's the guy that plays Willow has a cameo oh, yeah. on that. In fact, he's been in a ton of Star Wars. Oh movies. yeah, he was in uh, Solo. He he was in Solo. Yeah, he played Wicket. Yeah, uh, he was he, he was the leprechaun in the leprechaun series. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. was also in Rogue One. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. He pops up everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I and that reminded me. I was like, I've never seen Willow, so I watched Willow. And I but, but, but I digress, Bill. Yeah, I'm digressing. Let me get back to this. Crawl. I'll let you regain some geek points by giving me the name of that iconic weapon that was in Crawl. I, I don't know that the five, movie. That it looks like, oh, really? You don't even know the glaive? <laughs> no, no, that no. It looks like kind of like a five-pointed star thing? No. The glaive. The glaive. Okay. This weekend, Bill, in fact, they uh, I, I had been told they would try to call in if they could. I don't guess they're going to by this point. Arkansas Comic Con is this weekend. Oh. Tomorrow and uh, Sunday at, I guess, State House Convention Center. Yep. Are, are you going to take your... Uh, your family to that by any chance well we kind of got a wall-to-wall tomorrow yeah uh unless it's rained out in maumel they're having the puppy pool party well there you go at uh at the maumel uh municipal pool yeah and at the jess odom i hear that's it's, doggone good. It, it is it's, yeah. it's amazing fun you bring your dog out you get you pay a little fee to the maumel friends of the animals uh, and you let your dog run around and play in the pool do you live in maumel by yes any chance? yeah so uh do you know what ward you're in I'm not in Michael's ward. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I, I know, isn't that I know interesting that Michael Tierney's... Yeah. I didn't know he lived in Maumelle. Yeah. But... Uh, he does. He's been yeah. out there for 24 years or something yeah. like that. Okay. So, Arkansas Comic Con this weekend, uh, State House Convention Center. They've got a pretty darn good guest list, uh, up to and including Joe Bob Briggs. Did you know Joe Bob Briggs was from Arkansas? I did not know that. I, I thought he was from him. Texas. No, evidently he's originally from here. There's some connection. Hmm. But I, I love, I used to read, you know, he had his TV show for a while. Yeah. But I used to read his column, his weekly movie review column, mm-hmm. and I was, he would do multiple aardvarking. I loved that so much. Anyway, I got to get us to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the exciting, geeky, fun schedule here in Arkansas out through... November 4th, uh, when we come back, and it'll be our last segment on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. Final segment, 10 minutes left. Uh, Thanks again for letting us be a part of your Friday afternoon. Um, And I just want to, as always, thank Dave Ellswick for the opportunity uh, to guest host. I always enjoy it. Always honored to be asked. Uh, thanks so much, Dave. Uh, and thanks, Bill Brickeen, for coming in. It's great to see you. and hadn't mm-hmm. seen you in a while. You're a longtime friend of the show. Uh, at the very last minute or so, uh, Bill's going to tell us again about Liberty Fest, which is happening tomorrow in Mabelville. But before then, we were kind of going through the geek calendar here of the next few weeks. So if you're a, if you want to scratch your geek itch or if you're, if you're just a regular person mm-hmm. yearning to be a geek if you just want to know what all this is about yeah if you if you're if you've been watching big bang theory and you're you're ready to jump in and become a real geek here you go so arkansas comic-con this weekend state house convention center september 8th and 9th a lot of great guests check that out uh september 15th and 17th you know fathom events does cool stuff uh you can go see stuff in the movie theaters really neat uh they're reissuing 
uh, an old Dragon Ball movie called Dragon Ball Z Broly. And the reason they're doing this is because there's a Dragon Ball Super, which is the current incarnation of Dragon Ball, is releasing a, a movie pretty soon about Broly, who is a character from the Dragon Ball. You know, but I guess to build hype or whatever, yeah. you can go uh, September 15th or 17th to the theater and see a reissue of the Dragon Ball Z Broly. And I guess Broly is, if you know anything about the Dragon Ball universe, Saiyans are, they, they look human, but they're not. Uh, and and they and they just they're very powerful and they fight all the time and da, 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 da. they're always impressed with each other's powerful level or power levels and all this stuff. When it, Broly is like a big, huge, like green-haired Super Saiyan legend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Tell us real quick, Zach. Fill well, us in. He's legendary uh, Super Saiyan. That's what he is. So he can. <laughs> so his power level. My good. And here's Dragon Ball. <laughs> here's Dragon Ball. I can sum it up in two seconds. Twitch your eyebrow. And go, I've never seen power levels that high. And there, there's Dragon Ball, especially <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. So there we go. All right. So Dragon Ball Z, uh, Broly in theaters, September 15th and 17th. Now, this is nice. This should make a lot of people happy. Jurassic Park 25th anniversary. Go to the hmm. theater September 16th, 18th, or 19th and see Jurassic Park in the theater. Yeah. You know, and I just watched it recently again on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. I, I would probably go do this. I would. It'd be cool to see it yeah. in the big screen again. SpaCon in Hot Springs. Yeah. This is the third year for Hot for uh, SpaCon. The past two yeah. SpaCons have been great. The convention center there is really nice. Yeah, it is. So. And and what's uh, I think the reason that SpaCon, uh, this is Hot Springs, basic you know pop culture mm-hmm. event. Um, it's every September. Uh, and at the same time, the same weekend, we'll also have the Hot Springs International Horror Film Festival. Ooh, and kind of a, it, well, quite a bit of crossover there. A little bit of crossover, yeah. And, and, and uh, in fact, the, the Hot Springs International Film, uh, Horror Film Festival producers will be on Shame Plays, not tomorrow, but next Saturday, uh-huh. promoting their event the following weekend. And Shame Plays, of course, is 1 p.m., yeah. Central uh, on Saturdays right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. So SpaCon, uh, lots of good guests. And, and what I was saying, the reason they kind of, they've kind they come out the gate so strong, they're, only, they're in their third year, but they're leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of other cons, is it's a joint effort between the city of Hot Springs and the Garland County Library System. Oh, okay. So, And if there's one thing Hot Springs knows, it, it knows how to put on an event, right? Because yes. they're like a resort city, yeah. right? So there you go. Or a touristy kind of city. Okay. So that's SpaCon, September uh, 21st, 22nd, and 23rd in Hot Springs. Same weekend, the Hot Springs International Horror Film Festival. Now, this one, this one, Bill, this one's near and dear to my heart. Okay. Out of everything on here, well, now there's a couple other stuff too. I mean, I'd Do like to. Do you need a drum roll? Spaca, or? Well, da, 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 da. More like a. Transformers the movie, the 1986 animated movie, oh, one okay. night only, September 27th in theaters. I so when I go to that, I just, okay. that I mean that's right up in my geek wheelhouse. Animated Transformers, G one, Generation yes. one, not all this other whatever. Yes. G when Bumblebee was a Volkswagen. Yep. <laughs> my goodness. All right. September thirtieth, October first, and third. My neighbor Totoro. They Fathom is running like a whole series of studio. Is it Ghibli Ghibli? How do you say it? Mm-hmm. Ghibli Gravy. 
Yeah. Giblet. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the very famous Japanese animation studio. Yes. So my, my neighbor Totoro, which I've never seen, but it's a lot of people's favorite of, of the Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, now, this one's cool. I want to check this out. October 22nd, 29. This is, again, a Fathom event. Frankenstein stage production with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. And on one night, he plays Dr. Frankenstein, and on the other one, he plays the monster. Oh. That's pretty neat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very cool. And then finally, uh, November 3rd through 4th in Conway. I think it's put on by the Conway Library System, Comma Conway. Oh, yes. Comic Conway, November 3rd and 4th. So there's plenty of geeky stuff to either uh, satisfy your geek tooth or, like I said, if you've been looking from afar and, and, and yearning to be a geek, these are some great events to, uh, to, to do that. Now, Bill Brackeen, tell us about Liberty Fest. We got, what, about two, three minutes? We got two minutes, basically. All right. Liberty Fest is a picnic that we're going to be – the Libertarian Party of Arkansas is going to be putting on um, – Hosted by the Pulaski Which means County, that nobody Party. can tell you how to make your sandwich. This is true, right? Yeah, okay. You want you want to put bread around meat? You can That's, do it, or meat or meat around bread. Yes, or and meat around meat. It's yeah, it's libertarian, baby. Yes, yes. Uh, the Pulaski County Libertarian Party is the host uh, of the event. I'm the Pulaski County Libertarian Party chairman, and uh, we're going to have uh, it's going to be you know burgers, dogs, sodas, that kind of thing. Come on out. It, they're saying that it may rain, but we got a pavilion for everybody to get under, so you won't get wet. You would have the freedom to get rained on, yes. or not, as you choose. If you if you so yep. desire as to stand so. out in the rain, nobody's going to stop you. Okay, I'm I'm with you, okay. unless you're married. Yeah. So <laughs> some of the we're going to have a, a lot of our candidates there. Uh, we're going to have David Dinwiddie. He's going to be there. He's running for auditor of state. Okay. We're going to have Mitchell Fenton for Arkansas Rep District 30. We're going to have Ashley Ewald. She's running for state treasurer. We've got uh, Mark Phillips for constable of Hill Township in Pulaski County. Now, I always forget, is Hill north or south of the river? I always forget. Nobody knows. Because <laughs> there's yeah. two constables <laughs> yeah, there's, for Pulaski. I think Hill is the south, but I am yeah, subject I can't remember. to... To, I would have to pull up my voter registration to see which one I'm in, and yeah, and I forget the name of the other one. Okay, it's, uh, we got one minute left. Okay, buddy. we got Frank Gilbert for lieutenant governor. Okay, is going to be attending and speaking. If you've never heard Frank speak, uh, you should come out and hear that. You'll be in for a treat. Uh, William Barger for Arkansas House District 35 is going to be there. Joe Swafford, he's running for U.S. Congress District Two uh, up against French Hill. Okay, and uh, the Democrat Clark Tucker. And the uh, PSD resistance, Mark West for governor, is going to be in the House. He's going to be speaking. If you want to see Mark, you'll need to be there before 1 o'clock. So if you support him, you could say that you want to go West, young man. Yes. There you go. Yes. All right. And everyone should. All right. So. We've got 36. Bill, thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. There, well, of course. Yeah. As, 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 as a libertarian heart that you are, of course, mm-hmm. you would want to support him. So, And as people know, I'm not a libertarian, but I do support people's right to uh, be involved in the process how they how they see fit and there's definitely you know i I, i'm not a straight party guy so all right that's it this week bill thanks so much for coming in zach thanks for pushing all the buttons folks dave will be back with you monday have a great weekend all right